This is the MLW Radio Network. Time to start your day the right way with front row material. Starring ECW legends Jerry Lynn and Mikey Whitbrick. Now, let's welcome your host, Mike Freeman. It has been a very exciting week, I would say in the world of wrestling. We're going to be talking all about that. We'll be discussing the Royal Rumble, uh, the return of Ronda Rousey, Jeff Hardy, what's going on with his situation, a failed apology to Jeff Hardy as well by WWE. What's the deal with Shane McMahon still getting a push at this age? And what's going to be happening with this Dan Housen guy who just recently appeared on AEW Dynamite. So, so many things are going on right now. We got a lot of speculation on who's going to be a free agent. I think that'll be interesting to get into. Uh, Scarlett Bordeaux is also going to be a free agent. And Keith Lee actually becomes a free agent as of tomorrow night. Very interesting. Tony Khan has teased that there are going to be some new additions to the company. Might that be it? Killer Cross, Scarlett Bordeaux. Could it be Keith Lee? Could it be Johnny Gargano? Could it be somebody else that we're not expecting? Who knows? What effect will that have on the AEW roster? What effect will that have on the programming? We're just going to have to wait and find out. There's so many things that are going on. We're so, so excited. So before we go any further, I do want to mention this. Please, by all means, go on and follow us here on Twitch. All you got to do is hit that follow button. Also, uh, like us on YouTube as well. We have all of our videos posted from our interviews. Um, Great interviews with so many different people. Go ahead and watch those, like those, comment on those, and share those with uh, friends of yours who may be wrestling fans as well. We are always looking to expand our audience and get more people involved in the conversation. Uh, We're always supporting independent wrestlers, and that's why tonight... I don't know if you can see this. I'm wearing my Moondog Greg Murray shirt. And contact uh, Moondog. You can DM him for all the information on his merchandise as well. Uh, if you follow him on Twitter, you can see that he has had a, a pretty big uh, uh, last couple of weeks. A lot of things going on with Greg. And uh, I'm supporting his merchandise as well. So go ahead and, and get that as well. Go ahead and support MWO, Mike World Order, good friend of ours. Uh, support his merchandise. Support his podcast as well. And uh, yeah, I guess that's pretty much all of my intro for right now. So let's go ahead and let's start bringing everybody in for the show tonight. The first person is going to be our good friend north of the border. He is the bright side of things. He might not say that about himself, but he is the lighter side of society. Good, close, personal, longtime friend. He's a man's man. And I have some things I want to talk to him about that are not wrestling related, but it is about being a man. And let's bring him in here. It is the butt. What's going on, buddy? This is it, gentlemen. Just uh, living life. Another good day. I'm on the right side of the grass. Got to play in my wood shop, make some toy cars for a little bit before you got a hold of me. Things are good. That's good. And, uh, Freeland, at your age, uh, before you ask me, it's not getting any bigger. 
I love Everybody, it. It is what it is. I don't want to tell you. It is what it is. You know what? Sometimes you just got to look at yourself and say, you know what? It is what it is. And then you have just, to throw a, oh, yeah, on the end of it. Just trim the grass around the tree. It'll make it look bigger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Love it. I, I want to share this with you, and I want to talk to you about this because you are somebody who I uh, would say is the quintessential outdoorsman. Uh, with hunting, boating, fishing, all things manly. Um, so I was watching this, and I thought it was fascinating. There is a man who's in, I want to say he's in Canada, and he spent a year out in the woods all by himself, and he has like a bush pack that he built for him and all this other kind of stuff and trapping and whatnot. If I had to put money on anybody being able to survive out there with just a backpack of stuff, their their knowledge and their will, it would be you. Um, what's your thoughts on something like that? I'd give it a ride. Why not? I mean, where was he? Do you know what? Um, I don't, but I'm going to send and I'm going to post the, uh, the videos to his channel because I'm telling you, it is absolutely fascinating. Um, so interesting to see somebody survive in the woods for a full year on their own. He did not have any, I think he said he had some beef jerky some ramen noodles and he had to boil his own water he had to make his own uh tent whatnot he was showing how he made fire um which was very interesting he made this little wooden device i don't know what it was out of birch he said and it had like a hole in it where he would do the spinning of the thing but then there was something else and uh, he put a leaf underneath it i guess that's where the ember got generated and Man, this guy blew me away how much he knew just about how to survive. Yes, I mean, here we have uh, Cub Scouts. Uh, I'm not sure what you guys have down there. Eagle Scouts, I think it's called or something like that. And I know growing up, I did that. Obviously, I'm from the sticks anyhow. So, And it was fantastic. No, like the stuff that they taught you was legit real-life stuff, like, you know. If you're, heaven forbid, you're stuck out in the woods somewhere. I mean, like, you know yourself, I hunt a fair bit. I've gotten crossed up out hunting before and not quite sure where I was. It took me a little bit to get my bearing about me. Now, albeit, I, I carry gear with me. Like, I have matches and whatnot. And obviously, I have a firearm with me when I go out. So, I mean, I could venture for food. Heaven forbid I ever got crossed up real bad. That's never happened, thankfully. But, I mean... We, we learned little things like that, or let me rephrase that. I learned little things like that growing up. It was just the way it is. Yeah. It was just, just living. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because when I'm when not watching wrestling stuff, I always try to educate myself. I always try to watch other inf informational types of things, documentaries and whatnot. And I love, love, love watching um, like survivalist shows. Um what was the name of that show? Was it uh, the Bush People or? Oh my gosh! They literally Alaskan Bush People. Alaskan Bush People. Uh, I, I don't know how much of that's just shtick and how much oh. of it is just truly television, but there is something to be said. There is an attractive element about just living out there in God's country and not worrying about all this other stuff. There's something I enjoy about. Like if we have my wife and I have venison, yes, for dinner. Well, that's literally farm to table, well, field to table, 
but it was me that harvested that. Yes. And I did the butchering of that. Like the whole shooting match. Like, you know, from the start, it was going through the field. I harvested it. I dressed it. I did the whole shooting match. Now it's on our table. There's something about that makes you feel good. Makes well, it makes me feel good about myself. But you know, it's a self-sufficient thing. And don't take this on one of those guys. Hey, live off the grid. You know, we don't need society. I don't mean that, but it just makes you feel good. It makes me feel good anyhow. No, I'm I'm with you 100%. And I think I don't know if it's just the older I get, the more I can appreciate these kinds of things because I. I unfortunately did not like you. Uh, I was not raised upon, you know, being outside and being self-sufficient and a, and a Swiss army knife and how to fend for yourself. God forbid something were to happen. So it's like, now I'm kind of going through that phase where I can actually really like appreciate things and understand that if you're in a situation, you know what, you can get yourself out of that situation if you know what to do, or you can at least survive until help is able to get a hold of you. Well, get up here this summer. If you can cross the board, I'll take you camping with me for a week. I would absolutely love to. Uh, Megan and I are talking about going to Maine. Uh, yes. It was one of our areas we were talking about wanting to go, um, and we definitely want to cross the border and enter the beautiful country of Canada because I've never gotten the opportunity to. And once again, I think it's it's one of the most beautiful areas uh, in North America, uh, and I've always wanted to see it, so I might have to take you up on that. We're still planning our big uh, get-together in uh, Montreal, right? Is it going to be Montreal? Hey, I'll go. Let me know. Montreal's uh, two and a half hours from me. That's, That's actually where my wife is from. So Nice. Yeah. Now, is, is she French? No, she's English. She's English, okay. Very She cool. swears at me in French sometimes. So. <laughs> Speaking of French, um, the French-Canadian PCO who's going to be on the show actually in a couple of weeks, he and I have been uh, chatting back and forth uh, via DM and whatnot. Very, very nice man. Great father. Um, has really transcended wrestling. And I saw that his picture was up with the Quebecers when he was tag team gold. And he commented on social media today. He said, you know what? I'm no longer, you know, the the French Canadian or the Mounties partner. I am the Frankenstein. I am the Canadian monster. Let me ask you this question. From seeing his career early on, how would you say or what would you say is the best version of PCO that you've seen? Mm, that's a good one. Probably the PCO now, the, the Frankenstein, because it's so different. It Not is. Not that he wasn't solid before, but it's out there now. Like his, his character is, it's out there. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It's very enjoyable. It's just different. It's not, no, I don't know if anybody else is doing that gimmick. I'm sure there is, but I don't know of anybody. Uh, I probably enjoy this. I seen him live a couple of years ago. Really? Yeah, it was fantastic. In the little hick-ass town, Napanee, it was actually where the event was, was in a, um, um, it used to be a hockey arena, now they just use it for cattle shows and whatnot. Like, it's nice. legit Hickville. And uh, he was there, uh, Tommy, it was actually Tommy Dreamer's event. It was the House of Hardcore, and it was 
he can still go. This is a couple of years ago, and PCO is no spring chicken. No, he's, he he's, can still go. He can still go. He's still taking huge risks. Uh, he was at the recent uh, GCW show, which happened in the Hammerstein Ballroom, which we know Liam Savage definitely paid full price for the, the pay-per-view. And I got a text from Liam uh, before the main event happened, and he said, man, I cannot believe Nick Gage is not on this show. I'm a little disappointed. Um, so he was he was very disappointed. But you know what? Can't have your cake and eat it, too. But uh, let's bring him in right now. He's joining us right now. He's the other side of Canada. He is uh, – how would you describe him? How would you describe your fellow Canadian? If you had to choose one word, but what would you describe Liam with? All right. <laughs> We're going to go with Mr. All right. Let's bring him in here. Uh, he's also going to be going today by the name of Steve from Accounting. Uh, so, Steve, Liam, how you doing? Thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm I'm living, I guess. Well, so are you are you uh, are you a an outdoorsman? A big, you know. Do you do no. you think you could do you think you could survive if Butt and I went on a camping trip? Would you join us? No. Not a chance. No. I'm telling you, man. Fuck you, no. You got. If you're in the chat right now, let us know if you would go on a camping trip. All you would take is, let's say, uh, a, a big backpack, maybe a sleeping bag, a tarp, um, maybe a couple of traps. Do you do trapping as well? But let's let's. No, I've never. I have a license for it. I've just never done it. Okay. Well, this guy that I'm telling you guys about. He has these great survival videos, and he does trapping as well. I was just telling Butt that I'm getting really into this living in the wilderness thing, and there's a video of this guy who who chooses to live alone for a year. And, well, I, I should say he was like an Army Ranger, former military guy. So he knows a lot of the things that, you know, are going to keep him alive. But it is still absolutely fascinating. Uh ECW, ECW said, if things get bad, but will sacrifice Freeland. Hey, you know what? I'll take one for the team. If if that's what needs to happen. I'll It'll be quick, one. Freeland. Don't worry. Thank It'll you. Thank you very much. And I, I will tell you this as an inside joke. You can make a lot of soap off of me. Yes, you will be very wealthy for a very long time. Um, I was telling people at the top of the show that so many different things have been happening so far in the last week of wrestling. It is... Uh, in some ways, it's one of the most exciting weeks that we've had in a long time. And then on the flip side, I think you could also argue it's one of the more quieter weeks in, in wrestling as well. Coming off the heels of the big Hammerstein Ballroom show with GCW, uh, Jeff Jarrett once again endorsing GCW. A lot of people are still uh, pro-GCW. Let me ask you both this question. I'm going to go to uh, Liam first on this. Do you think there's any chance the GCW could surpass AEW in popularity? <laughs> no, God, no. Not even close. Are you high? I'm just asking the question. No. There, there are people out there that legitimately believe that GCW could be a very viable uh, company. Do you, do you think GCW it would be more successful than Impact? No. No, it's, it's too niche. There's no way. Yeah, you you'd have to you'd have to assume that they could uh, tone down certain things or have uh, more talented people on their roster. Probably not going to happen. So, 
So if there was any GCW show that came to Canada and you got no. tickets for front row, no. And in the in me and Butt no. were gonna go, would you join us? No. Oh come on. One show. Oh, one GCW show. No. But free comp no. tickets, you and I going out to dinner afterward. Would you oh. go to the show for the hell of it? Oh yeah, I'd go. Absolutely I'd go. They're never gonna be anything. They're a small step above CZW and um, what's the Rotten's promotion? IWA Mid-South. They're a small step above them. They're Yeah, they can probably make a little bit of a go out of it. They're never going to be of any significant value. It's They are too niche. It's No. There's just it's a very small window they have. No, they're good at what they do. It's I wouldn't say it's necessarily my cup of tea. I go see it for shits and giggles, but I don't. They'll so, never compete. So, uh, Liam, let me ask you this question: How did we even get into the whole extreme light tubes and in whatnot? Because I don't think it necessarily originated in North America. I don't believe it did. Um, was that more of a Japanese style thing from the extreme level before we got to the ECW stuff? Because I don't think it necessarily started. And ECW even itself did not do uh, planes of glass and light tubes and all no. that kind of stuff. So where did all that really start to – what was the, the genesis of that? Uh, to my knowledge, FMW, um, IWA in Japan – uh, that kind of thing. Big Japan, that was another one. Um, it's uh, it's something that seemed to originate there because I don't remember any of this stuff ever happening before Japan in North America. And it's like, it's weird because it's like Japan has probably some of the best wrestling in the world, but then they have some of the fucking stupidest shit you've ever seen. So, you know, it's like, Polar opposite sometimes, so it just you know, and then they brought it over here. Thanks, guys, really appreciate that. <clears throat> um, speaking of Japanese wrestling, I, I've watched a lot of Japanese wrestling. In uh, is it? Am I saying this right? Is it, was it Mr. Togo, who's the real bloody cut up guy? He always Pogo. Pogo. He, he yeah. I've watched some of his stuff, and I think the butt kind of touched upon it on an earlier episode. It, it, it's gratuitous violence. And I don't really seem to see a story being told. Would you agree with that? It's more of a, a shock and all type of thing. Yeah. He's like, he's like the Japanese Nick Gage basically. So no talent at all. So yeah. <laughs> would that, would that be a, 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 a theoretically a dream match for the people who enjoy that kind of stuff? Yeah. Just like it, it, yeah. It'd be good if they both hit each other's jugular at the same time and bled out. That'd be, fucking great i i just i can't i can't can't Hold what was he the guy that used the uh cordless drill on people is that that guy no he had like some big sickle or something and had face paint on some stupid look i remember watching one guy used to take a cordless drill <laughs> right to the forehead like really Wow. I remember I from for me, Japanese wrestling, the craziest I thought it was was Leatherface, and that's incredibly tame. I thought that's Wait American too. He's he's got a this is true, it is. Well, was what correct. He had hit pass pass off. But I, I thought that the chainsaw thing was crazy, but then I, I, I stopped and I said, Don't be an idiot. There's no chain on that. So 
I, well, I thought he was just, you know, get My close, Lord. but not too close. But that would be that'd be too risky. Once you ever run a chainsaw, Freeland? I have not. No, you don't piss around with a chainsaw, man. No, that's you're you're torn up. Period. There's no oh, you I don't get no an ouchie. Like it's it's something that's torn apart. No, I've no. had one bounce on me before running it, and it scared the ever loving shit out of me. And I've run a chainsaw many, many times. Wow. And no, you don't play with that. Let, let me throw this to you as well, Liam. Um, and I'm, I'm I'm trying to see how I could phrase this. Um, Japan, certain promotions, and I don't know if it was necessarily DDT or not, but they have some very, very sexual uh, innuendos or whatnot sometimes that happen in the ring. Was that DDT or was that another promotion that tends to push that envelope pretty far? Pretty sure it's DDT. They were, they were the ones that uh, had, uh, you know, Kenny Omega sticking his hand in someone's ass or something. That bullshit. Not even joking either. That actually happened. I'm not. I'm not denying. I, I need to get myself more up to date on the uh, on the Japanese stuff. If and, anybody... and a new favorite, yeah. If anybody has seen any uh, matches that you think are just holy shit, uh, please definitely go ahead and DM us uh, the link to the YouTube because I'm always interested to seeing how far will certain wrestling promotions take it. You know, we, we, we've talked about WWE and Katie Vick and Kai and Ty and Choppy Choppy PP and The Hose and Val Venus and uh, Stephanie being drugged by Triple H and the drive-thru. Uh, the wedding thing was, was wrong as all get out. But let's be honest here. That's not the only promotion that's done some pretty intense off-the-wall stuff, and they're not the first ones either. And clearly, there's still companies out there that are doing some things that are very questionable. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's always, they're always going to want to push the envelope, which is fine to an extent. But, I mean, like the, the choppy, choppy pee-pee, that was funny. You know, I can... It's dumb, but it was funny. You can get a chuckle out of that. Sure. But the Katie Vick and the, you know, Triple H Roofie and uh, Stephanie McMahon, like, uh, come on, that's... Too far. That's a bit much. And I'm not Mike Freeland, so I don't hate WWE. But even I think that stuff is too much. I, well, first of all... I have no hate in my heart when it comes to, to wrestling in particular. I don't. You're so mm. full of shit. I don't hate. I may not exactly see eye to eye, but no, I, I have I have no hatred towards any necessary promotion. Freeland. I'm, uh, I'm an equal opportunity Vince, wrestling lover. If Vince gave you a sack full of $100 bills, you would piss and moan that it was too heavy to carry and say something like, well, Tony Khan would have just gave me a check. I'm not saying. I, once again, I am not pro Tony Khan, anti Vincent Kennedy. I am just saying that there's a lot of things that I don't necessarily like, and there's been a lot of people. Let's talk about that for a second. The the resentment right now for with people in WWE, a lot of people have gotten phone calls or who had come out and said they'd gotten phone calls about being in uh, the Royal Rumble matches, and they declined. Uh, specifically, several female wrestlers had gotten phone calls and declined as well. Um, do you feel like wrestlers today, this kind of be our first thing we talk about, wrestlers today are more apt to say no to WWE than they might have been in years or decades past? 
they have a few more options right now, but there's still only so far you can go. Um, if you're talking about, um, oh God, Maya Jax, her she, saying she, no? she, she was one of them. Well, she just got fired. Of course, she's going to tell him to fuck off. I believe that's what the report was. She told him to fuck off. She did. That well, was the exact words. Yeah. Well, you're probably bitter. You just got fired. So I don't blame that. And the other one that I heard about was Hardy. Yeah, well, Jeff as well. You know, some of the stuff that's coming out. Now, is it true? I don't know. I wasn't there for it all. Some of the reports coming out are saying he might not have got done right in the end. So, yeah, you can't blame him for telling you to pound sand. But if you're somebody who left on good terms and they call you up, right, like you're Molly Holly or Ivory or people like that, why would you not? It's a payday. Get your name out there a little bit. Free publicity. Right. So, no, it's it's more of a, the ones that are saying no, I think it's probably a, more of a personal thing than anything else. If you just got fired and your boss calls you, hey, you want to come back for a one-off? No, nah, I don't think so. I'm good. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't really know what the whole future is as far as what their long-term plans are. I mean, we see that they are, are trying to take Braun Breaker and they're trying to obviously make him something that's going to at some point come to the main roster, right? But there was a report that recently came out that Vince and Bruce Pritchard are also thinking about sending more Raw and SmackDown guys down to NXT to try to make that a legitimate more of a viable third brand than a stepping stone, meaning, hey, here are these guys, but these guys are just here to potentially work to get to the main roster because next in line, obviously, is going to be something that may phase itself into a newer version of NXT. Have either one of you guys heard anything like that? They've already done it. I have not heard of it. They've already they've already done it. Like they tried to make it a third brand. It didn't work because it should never have been that. It's always developmental. It never should have been a third brand. They just got lucky with some of the people they signed <clears throat> and did actually have the ability to be a third brand, but it was um it was just short sighted because it, it kind of took away what it was designed to be, which like I said, developmental. Make sure you're training everybody properly, but when they had the ability to sign all these big stars, um, they had to put them somewhere, and they had to boost that up. So put them in NXT, and then next thing you know, it's like they're trying to compete with AEW, and it's a lot of people still looked at them as uh, just a lower-tier brand and not someone that's going to be competing with a major organization like AEW. So why would you think they would ever you know, win on a major level as far as ratings go or anything it's it's already been done you know well there's several reports coming out right now uh through different wrestling websites depending on what you choose to believe or not but they are talking about vince and bruce are thinking about using aj styles a lot more in nxt uh finn balor being utilized a lot more in the nxt brand as well and maybe doing a little bit more of a realignment um, as far as the rosters that are with SmackDown and Raw and pushing a little bit more people down to NXT as well, maybe giving Braun Breaker and some of those other stars down there or future stars an opportunity to work with some more established talent. Would you think that would be at least a good idea? It's okay if it's once every uh, every little bit, but I, I don't want to see it all the time. Um, right. 
it, it, they kind of did that when NXT started. Like, I think CM Punk was on a sh- episode, and John Cena, and you know, people like that. Uh, Natalia, you know, so it was good for, in that sense that they were like bringing in the odd, you know, top tier talent to uh, help help out the uh, the smaller talent, right? But I mean, you know, they, they they need to keep their eyes on what they're doing right now, which I think. It's good that they did the reset because it wasn't it wasn't working. It was it was stale. It was and I and that's coming from me being like, you know, a really big NXT fan when they were at their peak, but it it, it had gone past what it was supposed to be, so just do it every once in a while. Have someone big come up come to the, you know, third brand for a bit, you know, kinda help the guys out and you know, don't don't make it a long long term thing. But what's your take on that? Uh, pretty accurate what he said. Um, you definitely do need to get your NXT talent, who you you deem is going to be your your next people, some a little more exposure on the main roster. The only problem is whenever they bring somebody up to the main roster, that generally doesn't pan out well, unfortunately. So maybe if you try the other route to bring some some talent down from SmackDown or Raw to give the NXT talent a rub. Can't hurt to try, but I don't know if I want to see it all the time. I just, I, at a certain point, then you just isn't, it's irrelevant. It's just another, it's just another show. But they need, sure. to, need, need to leave it. Jesus, I can't talk. Need to leave it as developmental. And just have it that way. It's like your minor league hockey or your minor league baseball or whatever. Have it that way and feed people up. But you have to actually bring them up and give them a go. Like they do in professional sports. Not bring them up and whatever. Just bury them. Use them poorly and send them kicking stones down the road. Let's go ahead and bring somebody in who doesn't kick stones down the road and uh, somebody who is a very, very, very important aspect of the show. Let's go ahead and let's welcome him back. Anton, my goodness, buddy. It has been forever in a day, and he is back, back in the saddle again. It is good to see your smiling face, my friend. How you been? Fuck. (laughs) Fuck. Cool. Your yeah, hair like, looks your hair it's... looks great. The beard looks good. I tell you what. So I I gave something new a try the other day. Used a straight razor for the first time. Really? Yeah. And that's uh how I got the shave actually. It Very looks it, it looks good. I like it by the way. Good look. Thank you. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't kill myself, obviously, which is great considering it's called Black Widow. So that's oh great. Yeah. Hey, also, don't you love that I'm the opposite of a cartoon character? I almost never look the same two weeks in a row. You. This is true. This is very, very true. So this good is to very see you true. Fuckers. Nice to see my Canadians. Nice to see my other fellow American. Hello, group chat. Missed all you guys. It has been a while. Uh, I do yeah. want to let everybody know the Ritster is not going to be joining us. Um, he is under the weather right now. There's a lot of stuff going around, you know, stomach issues, bugs, colds, head colds. The man works like a fiend, works hard, and he's always doing, he's always running around. So he's not feeling too great. I told him to go ahead and get some rest, take the night off, and 
we will hold the fort down. But the Ritzter, we're thinking about you. We love you. We hope you feel better. And uh, enjoy the, the shit show that's about to unfold between now and 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, if we even make it that far. But the, the thing that we're kind of talking about right now is WWE was talking about uh, about this, Anton, about how they were going to start sending down some guys from the main rosters down to NXT to try to spruce it up a little bit. Now, the Bud and Liam have basically said, hey, you know what? Every once in a while for a one-off, if you want to bring somebody in, great. However, do you think that they really do need to start packing a little bit more punch into their shows? And unfortunately, there's just not enough guys and gals down there that can make the ratings? Pretty much at this point, because the you know everyone they've built their show around for the last five, six, seven years, how many of them are actually there? Which is almost next to no one. The people they do move up, they typically shit on. And Liam's right. They did used to send people down. I remember the Cena and Enzo shit that, you know, like before it ever made it to TV, they were just dicking off and having fun there. It's the way to get the rub and start small shit to see how it can actually work. Just again, don't do it all the fucking time. Don't rely on that as, hey, let's, you know, hot shot. Let's do this just so people fucking give a shit. Don't do that. Leave that to but you don't want your talent staying down there for five, six, or seven years. That's yes. the point yes. of developmental. Yes. Yes. Develop, bring them up to the main roster. You don't just keep them in the minors. Yeah, no. Fucking, and, and, I think and it should be like forever. That's pointless. Oh, yeah. It should be like an associate's degree, essentially. Two, two and a half years, and then move on. Throw their ass on the road, and if they can't hack it, they can't hack it. Next, bitch. Well, and that brings up a really good point, you guys. I mean, but how many people have we seen two, two and a half years in have actually made the conversion or made the jump to either a SmackDown or Raw and actually have found a sustained level of success? I don't think we've really seen very many people. We've no. seen they, they've brought them up. You know, they brought Tommaso Ciampo up and they brought Johnny Gargano up and they brought Kyle O'Reilly up and they did a lot of different things, but it never really stuck. It never really worked. So that's why they always ended up going back. And then it turned into a situation where there was almost a mutiny where people were like, well, I don't want to go to the main roster. I want to stay to where I, I'm familiar with and comfortable with. We are drawing a good crowd. People do know who we are and we're not getting lost in the shuffle. So do you think there's some level of mentality of NXT people want to stay NXT people? Or do you think that might have just been the contingent core at that time that felt that way? Liam, what's your take? Uh, I, I guess it became kind of a uh, trendy at some point to, <clears throat> to, uh, kind of go that narrative from a lot of them. Just like, like, Oh, I saw this person get fucked around. I saw this person get fucked around. I don't want to have the same thing happen. I'm happy here. It's a family, all that kind of stuff. But it's not always terrible because I mean, we can look at some recent examples. You got Shinsuke Nakamura, you got Matt Riddle. You got Baron Corbin. Uh, they all they've all done well. Fuck, even what's his name, Madcap Moss, the Riddick Moss guy. He was in NXT too, and he's he's doing better than he should be right now. I mean, not the best example, but just off the top of my head, I mean, it's not always doom and gloom, but a lot of people just they they just want to turn to that because they can't think for themselves, and they're just like, oh yeah, everybody else hates them too. I guess I should as well. Boo! They suck. <laughs> Fuck you, Vince. That kind of thing. Well, I mean, think about this though. But but think about this though. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura was 
not really what I would consider developmental. Uh, at the no, time no. he came over, no. he was well established. Um, what was the other name you had? Matt Riddle had already been established before in several different mm. promotions. Um, he did some stuff in PWG. He did some stuff, I want to say, with Black Label Pro. He did some stuff with other places. Yes, it was more indie related, but he still at least was trained and had several years of experience under his belt before he actually showed up in WWE. A lot of these new people are literally walking into the training center, being trained, and having their first pro wrestling matches within the confines of wwe so i think that's something to take into consideration too well zo moss as well he's he's another one he just had the tag title with aj styles not too long ago that's another good example it is omas is though a very unique situation let me uh let me throw this to you anton omas um you almost have to do something with omas wouldn't you agree even if he's the shits you still have to because he's huge it's Kali. It's the Kali syndrome thing. It's him. It's the dude from the oddities, uh, Golga. I do believe is his name. Or, Kurgan. You know, Kurgan. Kurgan. There we go. Golga's fucking earthquake. There we go. That's, yeah. that's why I'm fucking that up. That's why I'm fucking that up. Uh, but uh, that, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. It's an attraction thing. Sid Vicious, you know, Mabel, you know, Viscera, Big Daddy V, whatever the fuck you want to call him. Sometimes that's just a given. But on the note of the actual developmental and people who went from nothing to wrestling and actually doing something, Baron Corbin, he was a football player. Didn't, you know, like he grew up liking wrestling slightly, but he didn't do indie shit. He went from football to NXT and now look at him. Did that, hey, in a pretty pretty good time frame. So I'm going to golf clap that real quick. I would agree. Yeah, like yep. on the note, because that's what we're here for. This is what we're here to dissect, discuss, etc. Just thought of that, and I hadn't. So I'm gonna golf clap him real quick because good job, <laughs> good job. I typically don't like outsiders in wrestling because I don't like it, don't respect it, etc. That's why I don't like Ronda. Yeah, it's all a payday. If you know, and I that's fine. Fuck, look at Brock Lesnar. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> he like wrestling Lesnar. at all. Yeah, he doesn't. He does not. One of the best pro wrestlers ever. Ever does not doesn't give a flying fuck. But you know what? He he gets it though. He gets it. So <laughs> one one hand shit in the other. Yeah. But but yeah, I but, know yeah. you want to jump in on this yeah, one. What, what's your take? No, I'm just thinking, uh, with the developmental, a lot of the guys didn't need to realize they're going from being a big fish in a small pond to uh, a small fish in a big pond, and you had to earn your way up. It's unrealistic, I think, for somebody to expect to be a big deal in NXT to come up to the main roster and be at the top of the heap. Then, unfortunately, for some people, I think, get lost. You do still have, you can't just expect to walk in like, hey, I'm kind of a big deal in NXT, therefore now I'm kind of a big deal on Raw. That's not always going to be the case. Now, a lot of them have been used very poorly too so i'm not defending that but that's the argument a lot of people say oh well so-and-so was huge in nxt and they did nothing in raw or smackdown or whatever well a lot of them don't generally last that long and there's a lot of pissing and moaning you have more competition you're going to a bigger field you can't expect to just walk in and be at the top of the heap Right it, off the hop. That's that's nonsense. I would agree 100%. I, there's a couple names I think we might have forgotten. Um, the Wyatt family originated in NXT, and they... Uh, they turned out okay. And they, they, they did. And, and I, yeah. I don't want to yeah. act like I'm just hitting on all the, the people that didn't 
succeed because you have to you have to give credit where credit is due. Uh, Enzo and Cass, they got over big time for their short-lived Shake. run that they had. So they did really well. I guess the problem I have is, and, and I want you to jump on this. I'm going to go to Liam on this one. Why is it if somebody gets over in NXT that there is this mindset that they need to be rejuvenated or repackaged or whatever by the time they come up to the main roster? Wouldn't you just creatively say, you know what? Hey, it works here. It's going to work here. You would, but it's it was too... Di- at one point, it was two different uh, teams, right? Um, we still don't know exactly what's going on in NXT. Everybody thinks, like, you know, they've strung up uh, Triple H by the balls and they're not even, like, giving them a fucking bowl of water to drink out of, but who knows, right? Um, but before, you know, you had Regal and Triple H, and it was like, okay, they're kind of molding everything. HBK, guys like that. And then they have their own vision when they when they get sent up. Well, you got Vince there, and you got Pritchard, and uh, yeah, Bucky Beaver there, Kevin Dunn. Um, God damn it! God damn it! So it's, <laughs> so, it's a, ding, 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 ding. so um, that's the problem. Is it's um, you know, two different teams, both have different visions, basically. Unless unless they you see someone has a really good potential, and then they just say, eh, let's not fuck with this, right? But, um, yeah, that's just basically what it comes down to, you know? Would you say in any way, shape, or form that you could compare, if, if we were going to kind of do um, a compare and contrast with like an AEW Dark or an AEW Dark Elevation to an NXT would, would we say that maybe in some ways the people that get highlighted on that is, even though they do, it's a lot of squash matches, it's kind of what it is, but do you think that they at least are getting experience where you would say that's kind of equivalent or would you say no because there's no real ongoing storylines on those shows? It's basically just match, match, match just to get people exposed. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it just kind of, that that's kind of what it's, what Dark and elevation and dark revolution and dark uh, syncopation and whatever the fuck uh, other show they got going on. Um, that's what all it. those are for. Well, not my fault. I didn't name them. Um, that's kind of the thing they have, I guess. And it, you know, it's it's good in a sense. It's also um, they're also shows that are kind of used for padding the numbers as far as when loss records go. You know, that's the other thing to consider as far as AEW goes, because you'll be like, oh, this person is 30 and 3. How the hell did that happen? They haven't been on Dynamite in ages, and then you start looking elsewhere, and yeah, it makes sense. But um, yeah, that's kind of like the minor league system, um, but in a different way. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know, I guess it would be equivalent to what, like, you know, Wrestling Challenge was for WWF in the 80s right. or 90s, you know, like that kind of deal, where it's like you'll you'll get some maybe a bigger star squashing like Dale Wolf or, you know, uh, Johnny K nine or one of those guys, you know, that kind of Johnny K nine. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting because the one thing that AEW does push when it comes to developmental, not to once again, try to be comparing it to NXT, but they do mm-hmm. pl- plug the, uh, the Rhodes Academy, which is Dustin's, which is in Texas. They do promote the nightmare factory as well. 
um, which I think is good. And they talk about the stars that come from these, uh, both of these companies. Uh, they do talk about the ladies who come from Mission Pro, but I don't feel like they necessarily have a television show that's designed to be for these people. It's just let's get them out there and let's do a trial by fire type of deal. And honestly, a lot of the people we've had on as guests on this show, on well, this show and Future Stars Now, have been on AEW Dark. So I feel like we've had the opportunity to talk with some of them. Um, but would you guys think that AEW should have their own developmental promotion all by itself, meaning a contingent of the new people, and let that just be by itself instead of doing Dark and Dark Elevation? No. Find an ECW. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, just get them the in-ring work. No, you're working with Dustin. You're working with the QT Marshall. You know, you're working with Jerry. No, Dean Malenko. They've got lots of great minds in that organization. Right? Get them the in-ring work so you can actually go. You can always work on the talking after, or worst case scenario, you just bury the talking, put them with a mouthpiece. You know, you can. It's easier to work around that than somebody who can't wrestle a lick. Hey, they're a great true. talker. Then they get into the ring, and God help us all. You, know, you can work around somebody who can't talk easier than you can work around somebody who can't wrestle. It's a agree. wrestling show. So keep them in the ring. Get them their reps in. You know, get working on that, and then carry on. So sometimes it's, just stay the course with what you're doing right now. Yeah, it's the getting the reps and it's running the routes for a football analogy, and that's not even my thing. I'm not a sports guy, but that's what it is. It's just the do it, the go out there, the crowd interaction, the learn, the this works, this doesn't, this is how you do this, especially when you have Dustin, Jerry, Dean Malenko, etc. These people who can tell you literally, hey, if you go out there and do this, this, and this, they should react like this. You know, not saying do it paint by numbers, but you have like, what, 100 plus years of fucking experience back there to pick a brain from? Uh, you might wanna. <laughs> you know, especially then add in, you know, Sting, Jericho. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, Moxley. Um, yeah. Eddie yeah. Kingston. Eddie. Yeah. yeah. Pick a brain. Pick a brain. <laughs> this, you know, Here's one a thing. A lot I of them, I'm sure if you asked, hey, would you give me pointers if you'll watch my match, etc. You know, like Jericho said that when people ask him, Hey, what did I do right? What did I not do right? He's not going to go out of his way to watch it because he's that old school. But if you ask him, he, he'll shit all over it for you. <laughs> you know, it's, and I mean that with the most love and respect, but that's, you need that. You you need someone to Dutch man tell the situation and go sit down and watch every fucking match and don't leave the monitor. Yeah. Don't. You, oh, Steve, Steve Austin. Oh, that. Look at, you know, people coming in. Big fish, small pond. Look at Steve Austin. <laughs> you know, ringmaster. That's the start. Look at what he became. Wrestling's an interesting fucking business. <laughs> Plain and simple. I, I will say this. Uh, there's a couple of people who I've noticed um, are getting more attention now, and I really like them. I don't know how you guys feel about them, but 2.0. Um, yeah. I love 2.0. I, I love really Terrence love them. I love I, Terrence and Phillip. Yeah, they are so good at wrestling, and their comedy, their comedy is good. They make me actually chuckle out loud. And I love Daniel Garcia because I love his intensity. I think he's a great wrestler as well. Um, the Ass Boys, uh, as they've recently trademarked this, 
Uh, I think they actually are a really good tag team. Like, I feel like they could become something down the road as well. So I think as they continue to evolve and they get some of these people who are predominantly on a darker, dark elevation, they're going to start slowly bringing them up. And you are going to see some of these main guys get phased out. I feel like Jericho is going to get phased out at some point. I feel like Cody's going to get phased out at some point. The Bucks talked about at a certain age, they want to get phased out because they probably want to be on the more corporate managerial side of things, or they want to be involved as coaches as well. But I think you're going to see more people, younger people in AEW get pushes, get opportunities, because I think they understand that we need to have younger people running the ship as far as getting out there and wrestling. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah you have to. You can't just keep going with the same talent over and over because they get worn out physically mentally people get sick of watching them you know at a certain point wherever it is jericho i mean he's he's not young you know you can't just keep riding that horse but you gotta bring in younger not as much younger newer talent younger helps but you know they'll have a longer run for you that's the avenue you have to go and Unfortunately, some other promotions have possibly dropped the ball on that a little bit. You have to develop talent internally, homegrown talent. You can't just keep bringing back veterans just for the pop of it or sign in, you know, cast offs from other larger promotions and just recycle it that way. You have to build from in-house. It's the only way it's going to fly. Well, let's talk about that. So uh, even though this is, we've been talking for nearly an hour, this is really my topic number one. Let's talk about this. Ronda Rousey returns to WWE. This is so perfect because I strategically picked this after Butt made his statement. I went, man, here's my chance. Uh, Ronda Rousey, everyone. She is back from her impregnation vacation. She has a... That's what, she, that's what she called it. That's what she called it. Yes, friends. She's officially knocked up, and she's done being knocked up, and now she has a child. Now she's back in wrestling. Now, I think this is interesting for a, a couple of main points. The first main point was, who remembers when she was on an Instagram? I forget, I think it was Instagram where she was doing a video, and someone was doing her hair, and she was at least portraying the fact that she was crapping all over wrestling. And we always remember that that was probably at least a year and a half ago, if not longer. And a lot of people said, screw her, screw her. Well, she was probably working everybody for a comeback. Or do you think she legitimately meant it at that time? Anton, what was she doing? Was she being truthful or was she trying to gauge the temperature of a comeback? First, Mike Freeland, God damn it. (laughs) Needed to start there. (laughs) Thank you. You're up. <laughs> Second of all, uh, I personally do not give a flying fucking shit when it first happened. I was like, okay, this is cool and interesting. As it went on with people getting hurt, just the in general shitty acting, etc. I do, I do not give a flying fuck, and I cannot accentuate that enough. <laughs> I do not give a fuck about this. Yeah, we caught that. I'm just saying, <laughs> but that's great if it is, you know, again, the Goldberg thing, the Brock Lesnar thing, there are people who don't give a fuck about the business who can actually draw a dime 
but not if you continue to fuck people up. So if it work, shoot. I don't really give a fuck either way. So, but stir I, the pot, get attention. That's the name of the game. No publicity is bad publicity. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think that she was trying to gauge the temperature and she was trying to figure stuff out. But now she's back. All right, she's back. There's been there was rumors leading up to the Royal Rumble. Would she? Would she not be? Then there was reports that came out, like PW Insider, Sean Ross Sapp, Wrestling Inc., that she had been in Connecticut, that she had been backstage with her publicist at a couple of uh, Monday Night Raws as well, that she was spotted. So it was one of those deals where it was like, okay, where there's smoke, there's fire, and we're not going to be completely surprised if she does show up, but let's be real honest here. I mean, we're literally just trying to retread an old tire. Liam, Ronda Rousey coming Hello. back. Good idea? Not a good idea? Why not? What do you think? Terrific idea. Because she's named value, and she only had a, uh, I guess it was a year last time she was there, right? It was WrestleMania to WrestleMania, and then she was out, right? Correct, right. A little over a year. You're right. Right. So, if you think of it in those terms, for her, there's probably still some unfinished business. Uh, she had a title run, but she'd probably want to do more. Uh, I'm not... I'm not... I. It doesn't affect me either way. Um, I'm kind of like what I feel like everybody here is going to say. It doesn't really affect me either way, but, I mean, it can't hurt their product. Um, they legitimately have two crossover stars in her and Brock Lesnar that have made themselves very well known in both fields mm -hmm. of UFC and WWE. So there is nothing wrong with that. That can only help your promotion. Like as stupid as it is having Johnny Knoxville and then in the rumble stupid, but it draws eyes, right? So why wouldn't you? So that's kind of how I look at it. She's, She's uh, talented to a point. She's still got a long way to go, and I don't mm -hmm. think she's going to be there for, there for a crazy amount of time, but I'd like to think that uh, she brings a lot to the table. And, oh, yeah, uh, I'd like to say hi to uh, Debbie, a lady friend of mine who I was uh, just talking with uh, before the show, and uh, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I like you are you are one of a kind, my friend. I well, I, I I got to take her out soon. I got to got to no, get some brownie I'm, points here. I, I'm all for that. But by the way, let, let's talk about a call outs here. So Liam texted me after uh, last week's show, and he said <laughs> he said, and I quote, "Hey, you didn't notice the haircut? Like what? The, listen, listen. You have public access TV uh, going on right now with your camera. Okay, that is shoddy at best." Okay, it's like it's like uh -huh. the dirty the dirty porn you watch when you're 12 and you can barely see it. Uh, where are you located right now? Because butts coming through crystal clear. So is Anton. What kind of speed you know where I'm located? What is your bandwidth? I know where you're located. I... What's your bandwidth right now? Give me give me I your don't bandwidth. Fucking no, I don't have the modem next to me. What are you talking about, man? Should have I, the modem. I don't Should have the modem next to you. I I don't. Okay, I'm on so, let me, let, so. Let, let me say this publicly on the air now. You haircut go right looks, ahead. Haircut looks good. Thank you. you I was just fucking well. with you. I didn't care if you noticed or not. I just thought you would have said something because knowing you, you'd be like, oh, what's with this guy? Look at him. He oh, doesn't have long locks anymore. Yes, you know, usually you do that. So You try to portray me as some, some mean, cruel schmuck. Mm-hmm. No, you're just a schmuck. 
Thank I mean, you. he doesn't look like Vince Jericho or Chris Russo anymore. So. That's right. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. No, it probably oh. looks like some fucking hipster actor or something you're going to figure out or something. I don't yeah, know. Probably. probably. Hipster? That's cool. I don't yeah. look 40, by the way. I No, you really don't. I don't. I really, really don't. I look. I, I could say I could pass for 30. I'd say you're 33. Uh, keep telling yourself that. That's fine. 35. 35 at the latest. By the way, some of my students told me that I should get keeps. Kind of fucking <laughs> like they literally said that they literally said that to me. They were like, Hey, I got a question to ask you. And I was like, Yeah. They're like, um, my essay. I had wanted to go over this and that with you. By the way, hey, hey, there is no shame. This one girl said this. She is AP and, and everything that she went. Um you might you might want to look into some of these things. I was like, you know, I have access to your grades, your permanent. What files. is peeps? I What's can that? fail you. Keeps is a uh, is a brand. You know, you have Rogaine, you have all these other kinds of stuff. Oh. So Keeps is supposed to be this uh, product. I don't know if it's like a a powdery whatever that you sprinkle in there um, to kind of make it look like it's fuller. I, hey, listen, listen, I'm gonna get the man weave where they like they shave this, oh. this top part and then they like fit you with this uh, plastic thing and then they cut around it and then they glue it. I'll do that. I don't give a shit. Let's go to the I'm hair club what? for men. What are you doing, man? No, I'm not. Who's going to put money into something like that? Rogaine is the biggest crock you? of shit there ever was. No, no. Hair club for men. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hey. What's hey, son. What? First of all, I want to say I am so happy that you are back. It's good to see you. Um, you. <laughs> I have some ideas for the show. Um, I think we should do a live FRM during your class one day. I think that would be super fucking funny. Also, you should bring bring some uh, paper to grade, and we can all grade them together. Uh, let's have it do it because we'll give everyone an F, and it'll be funny. All right, thanks, guys. Bye. Uh, that's <laughs> my favorite. Shit there. No, he's on to some shit there. You no. might get fired for live streaming FRM from your class. I was going to say that think? would be yeah, that would be very bad. That I, I still haven't been discovered though, which is a good thing good. because if okay. you guys remember. The last year, I got discovered yeah. in the hallway, and I had kids calling me Mooch in the hallway. Literally, freaked me out. <laughs> freaked me out. People were making references that they should not have had known, and I tried to kayfabe it. I tried to no-sell that shit, but some of them were like stuff that Anton would say. Some of the stuff would be what Liam would say or Butt would say, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> and then part of me's like, they watched the last episode. But no, I can't. I got to no-sell that shit. So I can't grade paper and I, I can't grade papers online or on the show and, and I can't live stream into my class. So I, we can help you grade papers. We, we can't help you. <laughs> you could, you could, I could actually ask for some, some input on this. Um, so, but what, what's your take on Ronda Rousey? I mean, are, are you, are you cool with it? Are you happy for it? Or you're like, eh, whatever is whatever. Could be good. I mean, she, she's going to bring name value. She's not a terrible wrestler. She's not great, but she's not terrible, though. There have been worse. Right? So why not bring her in? Give her a bit of a run. She'll get people to watch. She will up your viewership. People will talk about it. We're a prime example right now. Right? It'll get people to talk. People will tune in to see her. Right? She wasn't terrible last time around. A little green, but she wasn't god-awful. Right, so I don't I don't see it as a bad thing. I wouldn't put a 
the all my eggs in the Ronda Rousey basket. But at this point, well, really, they've only got a couple women wrestlers that they push at all. Right. So if you bring her in, at least it gives you somebody else to add to the equation. Hopefully, get us some new matchups. I, I want to see her and Baszler personally. I think that'd be. Oh, match, I think but. that that's way overdue. Shayna Baszler is one of the best female wrestlers out there today. Shayna Baszler is yep. amazing because she's a legit athlete. She's a legit successful MMA fighter. She is so believable. She is very what I would say Dean Malenko esque when it comes to the ring. She works a body part. She tells a story. She sells it. She's got great facial expressions. And I feel like she has been underutilized in the tag teams that she got put in. Her and uh, Naya Pancakes. Um, I, I don't think that that should have ever happened. Um, I, I don't, and I think it was a, a big mistake. But yes, Shayna Baszler, excellent point on that one. But all right, so we're 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 okay with uh, with Ronda Rousey. I personally don't care. Um, but that think- would actually be good. That I would watch because. If it's like the Jericho Benoit shit, if they have the agreement of, hey, we know what it's like to actually beat the shit out of each other, we can go out here and slightly potato each other and still be friends and be cool because we're friends and we can do that. Mm-hmm. That would actually be cool. That I'm okay with. Like, you I would like to do something with that rivalry. Yeah, with th- the that two I would of them, like. You could that get would be some cool. traction. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Why, yeah, no, we, that why not give it a go? That I'm two thumbs up. Two thumbs up on that, that would get my attention. Because the the realness factor of it, for a lack of a better way to put it. That sounds cool. Liam, what's your take? Rousey and uh, Baszler, do you think that that would be a good money feud? People would tune in or pay tickets to see it? or No, I I really don't, even though I think it would probably be pretty decent as far as a match goes. But it's, you know, that's assuming Baszler is a top star. She's not. If you got Roman Reigns against Brock Lesnar, two top stars, right? If you got Danielson against uh, Hangman Page, I guess, uh, two top stars. If you got Ronda Rousey, a big star against Shayna Baszler, mm, mid-level talent, not taken away from her, but that's how she's portrayed. Not really the same thing. But think about um, it from this perspective, though. Think about this, though. What happens if we've never really seen Shayna Baszler in a program where we can really see all right. of Shayna Baszler at yeah, that like, uh, point it, in time elevates her to the next level, which then we're able to see the full package of what she offers. And I think that could maybe raise her to the next rung. Yeah. Like if, if you look, uh, it's kind of like what we're saying about the whole NXT thing. Right. But when she was in NXT, she was a fucking badass, Just awesome. Right. Just, just beating the shit out of everybody that came in contact with her. And uh, just really good. Total badass. If they had her, like, on that level, and they had been developing since that time, like, just carried her up to the main roster, kept developing, kept elevating, I'd say, yes, that that would probably be something. But right now, like, the most she's done there is had the tag team title. And it wasn't very memorable. So, not on the same level, though. Right. But what else Um, do you do with Rousey? Just gonna have her go in against Becky and Charlotte and just recycle that over and over and over. Pretty much. But see, here's the problem. Well, that's the drizzling shit. Nobody cares. That's the thing, though. I feel like you have to expand Ronda's storylines and you have to expand her feuds and her programs with other people she hasn't worked with yet. Because 
if all you do is have her chase the title, if that's all you have her do, then that's all she's ever going to do, and that's all she's ever done before that was go after a belt. Problem with that is, is that once you've seen Ronda versus Charlotte, you already know how well Charlotte is, and we know Charlotte's carrying 90% of that match. We know that already, right? So mm-hmm. how many times do we need to see that one? How many teams do we, times do we need to see her against Becky Lynch? Now, I will say Becky Lynch Dewdrop was a lot better than what I expected at the Royal Rumble, but I still feel like um, you're going to have to mix it up a little bit. You're going to have to change some things. Maybe uh, an Alexa Bliss coming back obviously could could work. Bailey could definitely work. Bianca Belair could definitely work. Um, Sasha Banks, Ronda Rousey could work. You, you need to find other ways to elevate Ronda by putting her with better talent. But also, Bring some more women up. But but who else are you necessarily going to bring up? Let's say from NXT. Right, that's my point. Bring up Raquel Gonzalez. Bring up Io Shirai. Bring up uh, Kaylee Ray, possibly Dakota Kai. You got a bunch down there already that have outstayed their welcome, I think. And there's no shame in bringing them up and making it true developmental. Io Shirai was named what like one of the best wrestlers in the entire world like three years ago, and She's in developmental. Get her out of there. She's done as much as she can. Great job. Get her up there. There's a bunch of talent that Rousey could be working with, but she needs to have the right talent. And if you have that mixed bag, like I just said, a lot of good good talent there, all different, and that could present a lot of different opportunities. But if you're just going to kind of go with the same narrative, she's going to face the same top talent on the main roster that she's that have been there the whole time. It's not very interesting. It's it's sort of big money matches, but it's stuff like nobody's going to really be clamoring to see because it's already been done. That's all I'm saying. Well, people waited till very late, late on Monday night to hear who Ronda was going to deter, who she was going to challenge at WrestleMania for the championship. Now it looks like once again advertising uh, has uh, spoiled everything because uh, SmackDown events have been promoted at different venues across the country. And Rhonda's face is on all of the promotional posters when tickets are going on sale. And they have found out that she is booked in all of the SmackDown shows. So when it really boils down to, there's no real big surprise. She's going to be going after Charlotte Flair and the SmackDown Championship. Was there any real hesitation on which woman she was going to go after, especially the way the Royal Rumble ended with her eliminating Charlotte. You got to think that this is going to be Charlotte's revenge to come back and to get back at Ronda for not winning the Royal Rumble. There, There's more between the two of them than there is between her and Becky Lynch. Uh, but what's your take on that one? Who do you think uh, would at least get a little bit more eyeballs? Would it be Flair or would it be um, the man? It'll probably be Flair. Uh, I'm not saying that's what I want to see. Me personally, I'm a little tired of of Charlotte Flair. I mean, you know, not that she's not talented; she's a very talented lady. But it's just always her in the title, all the time. Like there's nobody else getting pushed. It's just her. Just tired, personally. Just I've had enough. I want to see somebody else in there. I'm not saying bury her and have her job out to everybody. No, no, you can't do that. But she doesn't need to be in the title pick, the title race all the time. 
But if you know Rousey's, let's be honest, Rousey's taking it from her. Sure. Right. That that's what's gonna happen there. And then they're gonna go into a program for however long. And we're just right back to where it was again. It's Charlotte Flair running the WWE women's division and everybody else. I don't I personally I would have went with Becky, but I'm not shocked that they went with Charlotte. Just because the sun shines out of her ass, according to Vince. Do you guys think, let me ask you this question, do you think it has anything to do with the fact that Ronda's obviously going to headline WrestleMania, Ronda's going to win the Royal Rumble, do you think that those were uh, big sticking points to her coming back, is that I want this and I want this, or do you think she was willing to come back even if WWE wasn't going to put her above every other person? I'm sure she had play. I'm sure part of her coming back was, yeah, I'm, I'm not coming back to be mid-carding. And well, if you want me to come back, yeah, I'm going to be at the top of the heap. She's She has all the cards. She doesn't need to be doing it. No, she doesn't need wrestling. Right? If she's doing it, she's doing it, well, I'd like to say because she wants to, but I'm not 100% sure on that. But if she's going to do it, it's going to be by her rules. I want this, I'll only work this many dates, you know, I won't do this, I'll do that, whatever it is. I want to be in the title picture, stuff like that. She she has all the cards, she knows that, we know that. If you don't, you're a moron. Right? So she, no doubt she called her shots. Anton, do you think this, this was part of her whole plan is, hey, if I come back, you have to give me main event at WrestleMania and I have to win the Royal Rumble? Or do you think that just conveniently worked out and that was more of a Vince decision? It works. Like, no, no matter how that fucking falls either way, which, yes, she does have the stroke. She has all the actual leverage there. Like, don't know what the actual length of her contract was. If they froze it for the impregnation staycation, <clears throat> however the fuck you want to word that, you know, <laughs> business, we don't know, nor do I really give a shit, but, you know, these things, she has to say so at this point when she's like, all right, fuck it, I'll come back. Yeah, you have the negotiation power. You know, you do when, you know, you're the golden goose at that point. Like, the shit they give Goldberg or Lesnar or the shit they would give Austin or Hogan back in the day, Cena for that matter. It, when you have the stroke, you have the fucking stroke. You can name your own fucking shots at that point. And if you don't well, take that, that's on you. That's <laughs> the differences is all those people you named had been around for this, a, a long time. Yeah, this, they have true. a track record. This is true. You know, Rhonda, what you guys say, just over a year once mm -hmm. she came with yep. name value from the get go, people knew who she was. So she was a big free agent, even though she was coming in from MMA. You know, but those other guys you're naming, I mean, uh, to put them in the same category. Uh, you might be a little foolish. I mean, they, you're right. They did earn it. They all earned it. Really did. You know, yeah. the only one, even Lesnar's the only one who got it really quickly based on fucking look and ability. Because think about it. By 04, he was allowed to, you know, if he wanted to use his travel to pay for a private plane to do what the fuck he wanted. Okay, that's on you. You know, everyone looking at that is unfair. It's, no, that's his budgeting. That's his choice. Yeah. But they were all it, around for oh, years. Oh, yeah. You know, again, like I said, different. It's different. They earned it. She right. came with it. It is different. 
Speaking of uh, the Beast incarnate, let's go ahead and let's switch gears and let's talk about Brock here. Brock wins the Royal Rumble after losing the WWE Championship to Bobby Lashley earlier on in the night. Now, mind you, it wasn't legitimately Bobby Lashley beating Brock Lesnar. Um, Roman Reigns interfered, knocked out Brock Lesnar with the championship, which was given to him by Paul Heyman. So now we have another swerve going there. Lashley's crowned your new WWE champion. Then number 30 in the Royal Rumble was Brock Lesnar. Uh, Brock comes out. He ends up disposing of everyone else. He wins the Royal Rumble. Here we are now. Once again, Brock Lesnar's going to headline WrestleMania. Let's start off with Liam. Liam, what's your take on this? Do you think that was a good idea as far as having Brock have a match and then later on in the night have Brock come out again? Do you think it was a little too predictable at that point in time? Because when Roman came out and hit him, you know they were going to try to work something between them. And the only way he's going to get at him is if he gets a title shot. And a title shot only comes if you win the Royal Rumble. What was your take? Uh, I guess that title match was... I think it opened the show, if I'm not mistaken. It did. Yeah. So... I think by that point, when you're in the rumble, when you're watching the rumble in its last thing on the show, you might have put it out of your head for a bit, because it was what like three hours and change ago or something, right? So I wasn't really thinking about it, and then when he came out, I was like, "Oh, okay, he just he's winning," and you know, I mean, uh, it is predictable. Uh, I don't think they really had much of a option. To be honest with you, because it was fairly weak as far as just the lineup. There was nobody really slotted in in a a spot where I would think it would be believable for them to go for a title based off of this. Uh, everybody was saying Big E, but I mean, I don't think they booked him the best with the oh title, anyways. They completely dropped the ball with Big yeah. E. Yeah, so, I mean, a lot of people were saying that, but I think it was just because, like, oh, redemption. Nah, I mean, he, him on the marquee, I don't think so right now. I'm, nothing against him. He's talented as hell, but it's not his time yet. He'll probably have another, another chance, but when you realistically look at how the roster was as far as going to the Rumble, you can't really honestly say there was a lot of people on there that you're thinking, oh, yeah, that person's main eventing. No. So, I mean... I should have seen it coming a little bit better, but I, I thought at some point, I'm like, uh, he might be in there. They'll just have to find a way. And th they did that with Becky Lynch, uh, uh, I think a couple of years ago. You know, she was, she had, you know, got her ass kicked in the match before or something, and then she inserts herself in the Rumble, and it was like, okay. So, I mean, it, anything's doable. It's just they kind of fly by the seat of their pants there. So, predictable, yes. Um, am I excited? Not especially. Uh, but you know, it, it is what it is. But know. what, what's your take? Brock loses the belt and comes back and, and basically steals the show. Um, we're not surprised. I'm sure you're not, but what was your take on it? Did, did you like the move or did you think it was like, really? That's the best we can come up with. Uh, I'd be, I'd probably be a little in the middle. I'm not crushed by it. Not overly happy about it. It more or less it is what it is. I like personally. I liked a little bit of swerve with uh, with Heyman going with Roman. Now I I like that. That could be a little entertaining. I also like Heyman too. So maybe I'm 
bias when it comes to that. But I don't think it'll be terrible. It, like it's been said numerous times, well, it'd, it'd be nice to see something new, something different. They should just had Otis win the Royal Rumble. That's I right. was, you know, what I was thinking about this the whole time I'm watching this. I'm thinking, my God, the butt's got to be pulling for Otis at some point. I mean, yeah, hell yeah, they should have had him win it. No, he goes to WrestleMania, becomes champion, holds title for 15 years, retires, all's well in the world. <laughs> Who could Just argue say. with that? You've you have it already exactly. planned out, Bruce Pritchard. Update your resume. Christopher Butt's coming for your job. Uh, Anton, what's your take? Uh, the Beast Incarnate, hanging out with old Ponytail Man, the Swerve Job. I mean, the head of the table. Are we a little uh, done with this? Hold on. Oh, no. Thank you, Vaughn. To accept, press 1. To set- it's like a prison Go ahead, sir. Uh, hey, guys. Um, in my opinion, um, I wasn't that thrilled with Brock winning the Rumble. He's going to face strange now. But I also think it's going to be a triple threat. I think they're going to put Rollins in the One Nation Chamber. He's going to be the number one contender. He also wants to fight Reigns because Reigns has not beaten Rollins cleanly yet. Um, so I think a triple threat at Mania. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs> I like That's the not away. terrible. That no. is actually not a yeah. bad idea. Yeah. Uh, we Dude. appreciate uh, ECW fan yeah. calling us. Thank you very much. You <laughs> know, elim- a- Elimination Chamber is coming up. That is going to be the, the next uh, pay-per-view prior to WrestleMania. And Damn. there is going to be that. So it, very interesting to see how they work that whole thing out. But in Brock's entire career, he's never been in a chamber match before. So this will be – he's going to be popping his cherry for the very first time. Damn. See, so – all right, so I figured he was winning the Rumble. Not surprised there. Nice throwback. That's cool. Two thumbs up. I'm like, you know, some things I'm okay with predictability. Like, again, I've been watching this shit so long. When you actually swerve and surprise me, you do something. So good job. You know, even sometimes the predictable thing is the thing you should do. The fucking Elimination Chamber in three-way, though, I hadn't even pondered whatsoever. So I like this. I like that. I think that's the best thing I've heard all day, especially on the note of this. I, however, wish we could have seen Lesnar in the old school chamber when it was violent as fuck. Because something about that just, uh uh-huh, yeah. See him F5-ing someone into one of the pods, it would have happened, and I would have been all for it. I don't care. (laughs) Uh, Liam, what's your take on this whole situation? Uh, you know, I'm I'm just, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of at the point where, you know, I keep thinking, I have all these scenarios in my head for what would be good, and then I just, I start to come to the realization that I just don't care enough anymore, like, you know what I mean? Like, no, I'm I, I'm being serious, though, it's... No, I gotcha. It, it just, uh, it's kind of like what Anton was saying, it, it takes a lot to surprise me now, uh, to really kind of, you know make my eyes bug out, but I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of like, just, I'm not feeling it. I, I, I'm just not feeling any of it right now. So from what I understand, this is the way the WWE championship match is going to happen at elimination chamber. It's going to be Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, uh, Matt Riddle and Austin theory um, and Bobby Lashley. So it's going to be all of those guys are going to be in the chamber themselves it's going to be for the wwe championship it'll be live saturday february the 19th 
sure. which will be really, really interesting. Um, and the other thing I think is going to be interesting on this one, it's going to be at 12 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard, 9 a.m. Pacific. It starts at Saudi. Noon. Saudi. Noon? Yeah, it's Noon? a different part of the world. Is this is, oh, is it's in Saudi Arabia? Oh, I know. I yeah. did not realize it was in Saudi Arabia. My bad. Yep. Is it a Saturday show or a it's Sunday? A sa- show? It's a Saturday. Yeah. What the fucking uh, Saturday pay per views? Well, and here's something that's going to be interesting. Uh, also on that card, you're going to have WWE Women's Raw Championship match: Becky Lynch versus Lita. Ooh. So we saw Lita come back. Let's see what's Yo. going to be happening in a match with those two. So I think that's going to be interesting. Um. More blood money pay-per-view. Uh, so <laughs> we'll see Money's what happens. Money though. It is. It is. It's still green. I know. We're moving on past <laughs> that. <laughs> I know. Poor, poor Kashagi. Um, so no. I don't know. I, as far as Brock Lesnar goes, I'll be honest with you. I'm in the same camp that I am with the Ronda Rousey thing. Not interested. Not remotely interested. I'm not emotionally invested. Um, I'd like to see what some of the other women can do. Here's the other thing that bothered me. In the Women's Royal Rumble, man, they didn't give very many people very many opportunities. I mean, they were chucking people out. and With the bathwater? The baby with the bathwater? Yeah, there was so many more things they could have done. And from what I heard, they had changed the plans for that match about 100 times. And they also changed plans with the men's one about a hundred times as well, but there was a lot of missed spots. Hold on a second. Let's add. Let's say where the fuck did go? Yeah, where where what the fuck are you doing? Where did you go? I had right here. Feed here the whole time. You were. Listen. What? Listen, you cheeky bastard. You were frozen like all hell. You're a lot clearer now on your feed, which is nice. I'm clear on my phone right now. That means anything. Oh, you are? Yeah. Good. Good. I'm glad you're cleaning your phone. Very nice. Very nice. Okay. Um, I'm just not not interested. And once again, it's not because I don't like WWE. It's just because Uh Butt made a good point. It's the same same stuff. Wash, rinse, and repeat. And I'd like to see some stuff. Now, I I, I do want to say that I do stand corrected. Uh, There's a couple people in the chat who had said, that we've already seen Alexa versus Rhonda. Um, so we've already seen that. And I don't necessarily remember that, but once again, I cannot say that I remember every single thing that happened in WWE. Um, but that's what Travis Bohab says, so I'm going to have to take it on that one. Do you remember when Alexa was getting fucked up frequently, like lots of concussion issues several years ago? Do you remember that no. at all? I, so, I don't. I do not well, remember her. It's from matches with Ronda. She Ronda was concussing the shit out of Alexa nonstop. And wow. Ex- yeah, and then the of course concussions. One concussion, another concussion. Another, like it was that, and so that's why mm-hmm. it's where Talking Bliss came from. Her little segment, etc. That's why all that started, and then eventually the fiend shit. It's. That was the original seed from all of it, actually, was her getting concussed frequently from matches with Rhonda because Rhonda, like, don't know, can't say Rhonda wasn't protecting her, being the green thing or just shit happening, but it was happening frequently. Oh, very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. I did not know that. So thank you for clarifying that. Uh, Thank you, Travis, for bringing that up as well. You know, uh, bah, 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 bah. Travis also chimes in and says, 
Whatever gets us to Brock versus Roman at Mania is cool with me. It's the match they've been building for months already. How many times have those those two guys fought already? Holy Three, shit. I, I want to say it was that. more. It was more than that because wasn't there a cage match where evidently somebody went, somebody got thrown through the cage, yet technically they hit the floor first? I thought they had wrestled like five times already. I believe it, it was every pay-per-view it was. a trilogy, so... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Some people are fans of it, and I'm I'm fine with people who are fans with it. I'm cool with that. Um, if you like WWE and, and that's your your cup of tea, awesome. I support it completely. Uh, just not really necessarily mine. I'd like to see more people get opportunities, much like what Butt said. You got to bring in the new people. So, all right, let's let's move on to yet another topic. I thought this one was kind of interesting. Jeff Hardy he tests clean. There was no drugs in his system. They, meaning WWE, has egg on their face. Um, the, the big part, the, the big problem I say that is because they're literally trying to base actions off of past transgressions. Now, what I'm saying about that is, yes, the past is the past, 100%. Did he have some issues? Absolutely he had some issues, but you cannot automatically automatically think oh the guy powdered out of the ring he left with security that was it and therefore we think we're going to offer him some rehab before they even got test results back you you should never approach somebody and insinuate that they may be on something when you have no idea you have no idea whatsoever and and they've been crawling on their their hands and knees now trying to beg him to come back they want him to come back and they wanted him to be in the Hall of Fame. They were throwing that at him from what rumor tells us. And Matt actually went on his Instagram and talked about exactly why Jeff took a powder out of the ring and left. Uh, Jeff is, from what he has said, meaning Matt, a very emotional person. He's been going through a lot of different things. WWE has stressed him out completely. The match was, for the most part, done. They were going home. He jumped out. Boom, left. It was a house show, too. It wasn't like it was on television. So Listen, it wasn't a situation. You can't do that. No, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is you can't automatically say, Jeff Hardy, drugs. You can't no. necessarily make that connection and say, he left because he must have been high. I think you are literally putting the cart way in front of the horse at that point. If you want to reprimand him, suspend him, whatever, for, for leaving, hey, I'm fine with that. But I think the problem is, is they tend to think they know all the answers. And unfortunately, they make a lot of wrong decisions on people. And he's just one of them. Um, I'm not defending Enzo Amore whatsoever, but the facts weren't even out on his situation. He was completely exonerated. Charges were dropped. Yet it was, oh, you're out, you're fired. And it's one of these deals where I feel like if it were to happen to other people, they would be given the benefit of the doubt and they would allow the system, the process to, to work out. But it just shows that you're begging him to come back. You're willing to, to give him a spot in the Hall of Fame this year. You realize that you screwed the pooch. Uh, Liam, we're going to go to you first on this one. How big of a mistake was this on their part to just, I mean, put their foot in their mouth and then come groveling back? Has this all been reported as fact? Yes, it has X come out, yes. Okay, I haven't heard any release or anything, any press release. So, I I don't know. The the guy fucking left, though. 
He he walked out. That's that's bullshit. I don't care. I I agree. And yeah, I, I don't I don't care who you are. I don't but, care if you're a lower level talent. You do that. That's it's still bullshit. It's so, not professional. I agree. Right. Um, I don't think you should all the, all of a sudden say we think you need to go to rehab. That's not okay. That's that's up in the air. I haven't heard anything. If if there's actually something to confirm that they said that, then okay, yeah. But if they did, then well, Jeff was even saying that. Oh, okay. Well, Jeff's okay, that's fine. It leads to his side. I mean, he's yeah. not going to be uh, impartial. Well, but think about it from this perspective. I mean, everything that he has said so far has matched up with the fact that they have, you know, they didn't even release his, his drug test when he asked. He said, no, I'm clean. Let me see the results. And they said, we, we don't, quote, unquote, have them yet. And they finally, he and his wife had to go through some type of court junction or whatever to finally get them released to them. It was 100% clean. Uh, he passed on all the levels, meaning all the different barbiturates and whatnot that they test for, clean and exonerated on all of that. Yeah, but he was also an alcoholic too, from what I understand. So he could have had something in his system too. I'm, I'm not saying like I care, right? But you know, it's like if if this has been reported as fact, then WWE jumped the gun and thought, and then they said, okay, well, we can send you to rehab. Now. You can look at it two ways. You can look at, oh, wow, man, they're just judging him. He's had a big history of this. And you can look at the other side of it. They're trying to be concerned about an employee and trying to get them some help. Nothing wrong with that. They do that for people who have shit on the company through history. It's an open-door policy as far as that goes. So there's, there's different ways to look at it, but I, I just, you know, if, if they're even if they're going to the point of like trying to ask them to come to the hall of fame or something. Yeah. That's kind of looking like, Oh yeah, please come back. We fucked up kind of deal. And you know that, that if that's the case looks a little fishy, but um, I'm just, it's like I've said before, I kind of just, I like to, you know, get all the details before I comment on something. So I'll just say like, if, if it's fact, then they jumped the gun a bit, but, it's not be, it's not for them being assholes. It's more out of concern, I would think. But what's your take on this? Do you feel like um, discretion would have been a better part of valor? I mean, maybe have issued a statement saying you know he's suspended, or maybe fine him even privately, keep him off TV. Say what what exactly happened? Why did you just straight leave a show instead of just automatically insinuating, oh, you're relapsing again? Uh, in my opinion, they're both in the wrong. Uh, whether it was just a house show or they were just about ready to wrap it up, you don't leave. Uh, I agree. Anybody in the normal world, if if I just, oh, we're all, well, work's done in a half hour, fuck it, I'm going to lock up my office and go home. Well, I'm not coming to my office tomorrow. Uh, so that's just, you know, if they had just straight up, uh, terminate him for that. I think they would have been well within their rights. Uh, he does have a very uh, poor track record, mm -hmm. uh, to, to put it mildly. So for them to assume that he possibly relapsed, I don't know if I could blame him. Uh, apparently he was acting uh, suspicious at that event from a couple of reports that I read. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that probably led to them thinking, hey, maybe there's something not right. 
should they have jumped the gun and be like, hey, no, we haven't got the results back yet, but we think you're high and let's send you to rehab. They probably shouldn't have jumped to that conclusion right off the get-go, but the fact that they went to him like, hey, we want to send you to rehab, that's got to say something positive because they could have just got there and said, hey, you're high again. We're sick of your shit. You left the match. Beat it. And no, they probably would have been well within their rights. Right. He, what he will, did, that, he brought it upon himself. They're an at-will company completely, so they can terminate right. you for, without any reason or any cause or anything. It can just be right on the spot. So I agree with you on that. They definitely reserve the right to be able to do it. Jeff should have not just left. Regardless of if you're having you know a lot of things going on, wait till the match is done, get backstage, do your thing, whatever. However, what I will say is this. When the first thing that I heard through Matt uh, was that he talked to Jeff immediately, I guess, afterwards. And it wasn't a situation of, hey, dude, you know. We're... Oh, no. Oh, no. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, uh, I just would like to say I agree with the butt. Um, I'm, first of all, I'm glad it wasn't drugs. I was very worried about that with Hardy, but. The butt's right. You got a job to do. You can't go out there like Antonio Brown did a couple weeks ago against the Jets and just say, peace out, I'm done. You know, think about the fans who paid their money to see you. You, you got to do the job. Maybe you don't do the best at it, but you got to stay through the match, and then you deal with your personal shit after. Thanks, guys. Bye. No, he makes a very good point. <laughs> I, I, I just think they should have said, you left, we're sending you home, you're not getting paid. Uh, I do want you to take a piss test before you leave, and then we'll see what happens from here. You fail this piss test, here's what we're going to do. We're going to fire you on the spot. You have a history. We will give you an option for rehab because we don't want to see anything bad happen to you. From a from a managerial perspective, that's what I would have done. Send him home, wait till the test results come out, and then if he did, if he did pop positive, can him right there. I, I would not have a problem, but I, yeah, I would... But when you're acting all all messed up at the event, which many, several reports have. Like I know I've read two that said he was acting kind of odd, right? And then you just up and leave, you know, I would have, whether it's right or wrong, with his track record, I would have assumed he was high. But I, I know I did, but I've seen the reports, I'm like, he's high again. Right. Right, he's after falling off the wagon. That's the first thing, I'm not saying it's right. But that's facts, guys. Sorry. I mean, you can consider me a terrible person for thinking like that. But it's the first thing to cross your mind. And anybody that says that they didn't think it, you're probably a liar. That's just well, the way it is. He has been sober for multiple years now, which, we, you know, his wife has even commented on the fact that she's proud that he's gotten things back together. Uh, he mentioned that the moments that, especially with Bound for Glory, was a very low point in his life, but things have gotten much, much better for him. And he's started to deal with things in a more productive way instead of using substances to kind of self-medicate yourself. Um, I don't know. I think I would have, and this is just my perspective, I would have looked and then tried to pull him aside and say, what what happened? I mean, ask ask the question first. But you know what? It, it We can all have different opinions on this, and we do, and that's why we discuss these things. But um, Jeff is now uh, going to be a free agent after his contract lapses. And uh, it looks like they're going to be doing some other things. They may have some matches on the indies. He may do other stuff. I don't think the man has to work. I don't know his finances. I don't do his taxes. 
but I don't think the man has to work. So at the end of the day, if he decides, hey, that that's it, I'm done with this business. I just want to go home and go back to North Carolina and be on the ranch, then just go ahead and do that. But we're basing all this on one thing. We don't know what else possibly could have happened in the days, right. weeks, months leading up to it. Maybe you said yourself he, he was dealing with some, some mental health stuff. He was dealing with some stress and whatnot. Maybe he's been kind of teetering and they've been having issues with him, you know, backstage. You know, who knows? There's a lot of things we'll never know. We don't deserve to know, right? So you you don't know what all the details. You're basing it on one thing. At this one event, he was acting all messed up. He left halfway through the match or two-thirds of the way through the match, whatever it was. You know, they jumped to the conclusion that they thought he was high. And try to send him to rehab, or offer him rehab. Sorry, no. But we don't know. Was there more lead up to it? Was there more stuff going on? Has he been acting messed up for a bit? Is he having you know some mental health issues, whether it be depression, anxiety? God only knows what. We don't know, right? So it's just I find it hard to believe that they would just automatically just go straight to hey, you're high. Here's some rehab and just send it straight to hell on a handbasket out of the blue with nothing else to it. I would, I, I wouldn't necessarily pass it off. I mean, this company is not exactly. I think what they do, and this is just my opinion. I think they offer the rehab thing to make it look. I think it's a keeping up appearances type of deal. No, you're wrong. I think it is in some regards. I think what they do is they try to put an image out there that they they are. 100% for the talent, which I don't think the family truly cares about the performers as much as I think that they want to give that image across. So, I mean, once again, we and, and unless we one-on-one talk to somebody who has actually worked for them and they will sit down and say, yes, this is this, this is that, but I don't know. I don't know. It's It's a very suspicious situation just because of their handlings of people in the past, not even necessarily with substance abuse in general. It's uh, it's very, very sketchy. And I think that's why people are leery of working for them just because I don't necessarily feel like it is always the most professional work environment, especially when you have certain people who've been known in the past to not necessarily be on the best record themselves who are in management. But Jeff is okay, and that's the most important thing, that he's safe and he's healthy. Um, gosh, I had a couple other things, but you know what? I mean, when you think about it, I was going to bring up the Women's Royal Rumble match again and just mention how that there were a lot of spots that they were supposed to do, but they completely changed them. There were some spots in the Men's Royal Rumble match that got axed. There was going to be something with Kofi Kingston and Big E. Um, but that didn't get to happen because when Kofi went over on the um, on the barricade, he couldn't keep his feet up. He was supposed to, yada, yada, yada. There were some other things that happened as well. So, yeah, there's a lot of people who were saying they watched a Royal Rumble and they were not super impressed with the overall show. From what you guys have seen, did you say that that was a solid pay-per-view or would you say it definitely lacked in a lot of ways? I'd say solid, but not anything amazing, not anything terrible. It was just kind of neutral to me. 
It was, it was a good event. I was entertained. Well, was I you no know, falling out of my recliner, jumping around? No, but it was not a bad event. Plain and simple, it'd be like a six out of ten, maybe seven. Fair enough. Uh, are you guys going to be tuning into the uh, Saudi Arabia show? No, Afterwards. it's a Saturday at noon. I have a thing called a job. I'll probably yeah. skip through it. I'll be sleeping for work or getting ready to sleep for work. So no. I'll probably skip through it a little bit. Just check it I'll out. I'll download so. it. Nice. Look, I'll probably I'll watch it on the on the network after, mm. but not during it. No, I, I don't blame you. What else is kind of piquing your interest right now? Oh, I know I did want to bring up this. I am not familiar with this this uh, character, wrestler, whatever. I don't understand the fascination with it. Dan Housen. Uh, I don't get it. I don't get it. Anton. He amuses me. I don't know why, but he amuses me. But also, so the John Moxley and the fuck you not getting bleeped. Like, I know they get to say shit or bullshit goddamn weekly at least once, which always amuses me. Like, just me being the fucked up person I am every time I hear those words and it's not bleeped, I laugh. I'm also known for being the heckler at shows and events. If there's a quiet moment and I can get get to fuck with you for a second in a tasteful way, I will. That guy picked a horrible time, but the moment Mox was like, fuck you, and that didn't get bleeped, I was like, oh shit. I, I laughed. I laughed hard, and I wanted to bring that up since we didn't get to discuss that last week. My ass didn't show up because I suck. So, Do, do, do you <laughs> think there was any repercussions from that? Uh, I don't no. know. Probably possibly a fine, like from the FCC, I'm sure. And but as for Moxley himself, I think Tony Khan would probably understand that one. Like I, I would hope so. Anyway, it's like mm, that guy deserved it. Just, I'll, I'll eat it. Like what I mean, did the guy say? I don't remember. Get, he said something to the along the lines of uh, "Get, get your out of here, drunk ass shit. out of this ring." Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, it was That's something totally distasteful. It was once, something totally distasteful. Dude. Once again, I know I heard it, but I couldn't remember. You know, somebody yeah. saying something about look, look, alcoholism's a real thing, okay, and people struggle with it. And John realized that there was something he wanted to get under control. Um, he may have indulged a little too much. I don't know, but he made the choice that he wanted to make some changes. He's got a brand new baby. He wanted to go ahead and take some time and get himself together. I completely understand that. The roster is stacked. It wasn't as if it was missing John Moxley for three months. Hmm. Um, the ship moved on, and it was fine. And we knew that when he came back, he'd be even better. So good for him. And uh, when you go to wrestling shows, you don't have to say stuff like that. I don't think that person was no. probably a wrestling fan. Uh, probably nor do they understand what someone is going through when they have an alcohol addiction. So... Once again, I'm I'm very sensitive to those issues because unless you've walked in those shoes, don't pass judgment on someone when it comes to that. That that's a whole new ball game. So, what would be etiquette at a show? This is a question that has boggled my brain for years. Etiquette at a show. So, so you're in the first, second, third row. Mm -hmm. Is it cool for you to stand up all the time so the people behind you can't see? No, no, you no? sit. I sit. I would never stand, even by a guardrail. I'll never stand. Do it. I don't well, know. Well, look at it this way. Man. Last, last like big WWE show I went to was probably in '98. For the, I think I told you guys I went to a Raw taping at the Sky Dome, and I was like five rows back. I couldn't see shit because that was the sign era. Everybody had to have a fucking sign. So every time I think I've got like a, a view of something, 
there's a fucking sign in my face. And at that point, I was like, fuck this. Like, what's the point? You know? I said, I can't do that. That's just being a half-decent person. The guy behind you wants to see. If you get somebody, fair-sized guy like me standing up, there's going to be three or four people behind me who aren't seeing nothing. Correct. That's just ignorant. They paid their good money. They want to see the show, too. You know, if you get excited for a minute when there's a big bump and everybody comes out of their seats, that's one thing. But if you're just standing up constantly, you know, just just stop. Don't don't do that. Be be a better person. I stay in my seat the whole time. I don't get up for for really much of anything. I believe it. That's a shock. Didn't see that coming. I'd rather just be comfortable because I mean, what is standing going to necessarily do? Now, here here's the one thing I will say, and this is just my opinion. Wrestling's better watched on TV than it is in person, and here's why. What I like, I like dictation of story. I like that more, but I also can see a lot of stuff that you normally would not see on the camera. And I will tell you, man, it definitely pulls the curtain back big time. And it's one of those deals where when you know what you're looking for and you know what you see, like I understand suspending disbelief. I get that completely. But when you're right there, literally, you see everything. And it's like, that was six inches away. That was a foot away. And I'm thinking... That wasn't even remotely close. Like maybe that that could have been hidden a little bit with a different camera angle or something like that. So what I'm saying is I would much prefer to watch it on a nice size TV than be front row. Unless I'm meeting somebody there. Like if Jerry's going to be there, absolutely I'll go to the show. But in general, I'm watching it on the screen. Yeah, I, I like going to live shows. I, I won't go to a live show and sit in those kids though. Like if I'm going, I'm on good seats. I want to be right 50, 50 yard line, probably like the first row of regular seats. I love that because no one's in your way. You're elevated high enough where you can see not only the ring, but the ramp, the entrance. Yeah, but floor seats, I'm not a floor seat person at all. I don't mm-hmm. like to be cram packed like a sardine with a bunch of other people. So the last time I went to a wrestling show that was not a like independent wrestling show or at a music festival where it was outdoors with bleachers and I could just wander through a crowd was a WWE ECW actually in uh, Jacksonville, Tennessee in like 07. So I was like 12 and I'm five, five now. So imagine when I was 12, I was not that tall of a, you know, teenager, you know, preteen. I wasn't. So I stood up in my seat frequently because I'm short. And the people behind me complained. And I, you know, <laughs> I, we were right by the entranceway, too. Balls Mahoney punched me in my hand, and I thought he broke my fucking hand. And, but that uh, it was actually a pretty solid show, all in all. And But so, etiquette on that, you can't complain if a short dude is standing up for a second to be able to see some cool shit. Agreed. Sorry. Like, that That's unfair to me. I didn't choose to sit there. That's the ticket that I happened to purchase because I purchased the ticket at the event and that's the seat they gave me. So, that, you know what, that, was, that was shitty. Ew, but, like, so, don't, if you're tall, don't fucking do it. Oh, and, you oh, know, also oh so tall, it depends on your, so if you're tall, you can't. But if you're vertically don't, challenged, don't do it okay. nonstop. Don't do it nonstop. I'm cool if you do it because I'll stand up in the chair to see over your ass. I'm okay with that. But then don't be a fucking cocksucker if I'm doing that. I think people you should know, just sit their asses down. You don't down. have to stand in a chair to see. 
I, they have seats for a reason. If there were no, if you were not intended to sit, they wouldn't put chairs there. It'd be standing room only. Or, or you could have the experience that I had. Like I don't know why I blocked it. I got. I don't think I blocked it out. But like the last, I think actual show I went to was the last uh, ECW TNN taping uh, just outside of Toronto. It was like the final taping they they did, and that was a great show. But like. Anytime I went to see ECW, like I, I saw them in Buffalo, I had Sandman almost pour a beer down my throat. He he chose the guy next, like right next to me instead. And then I had uh, New Jack brawling with Angel, like right beside me. You know, like shit like that, like that, that that's great. That's that's the live experience to me. You know, I and I was like right there, the the place in uh, the Burr Flickinger Center in Buffalo. There wasn't really a bad spot there to watch. It was great. Like it was laid out really nice. Um, so I I had a good seat every time, and it was great. And you could interact with them, and I got to see the wrestlers between the show and everything. I was talking to Spike Dudley, and I was like, you know, talking to Jack Victory and guys like that. Great stuff, you know. It it depends on where you're going and what you're seeing. So, you know, if it was something like ECW, yeah, fuck yeah, I go. But if it's like WWE, who cares? Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, hey guys, <laughs> I just want to say I agree with um, Steve from accounting here. Uh, the live experience is awesome. I mean, I went to do a show. I got to hold a chair for RVD to hit Dreamer with. That was one of there the coolest go. moments of my life. It was unscripted. It was just there. You know, like I I can't do that watching it on TV. That, that's why I like live experience better, because you never know. You might be part of the show. I felt like I was in ECW, which is something I never got to experience in my life. Um, thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs> no, I mean, he brings a very valid... At some point in time, I'm going to send him a link to just join the stream yard. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, you might as well. I'm point. going to do that, so... Well, I guess What's what he going to be done when he's done answering something? Okay, okay, guys. Uh, time for the next person. Okay, bye. <laughs> what I'll here's what I'll do. I'll just do this. I'll just remove him from the stream so he'll be until back he in Gorilla until he has something yep. to say, and then I'll bring him yep. back on. Um, no, I, I'm just saying I have been to enough shows, and you know where I'm going with this. You see a little too much, then you really probably should see because it kind of – I don't know. Yeah. I know it's a show. I know it's a show. But when I was front row with TNA, when they were at a place called the Cincinnati Gardens, where it was a hockey arena, right? And Scott Steiner was there, and he was doing his whole thing. Uh, he never, I mean... It's Scott Steiner. He it's never touched... It's Scott Steiner. He never touched the guy. He didn't come with six inches of touching the guy, right? And my point, though, is, is that... On TV, yeah, that's great. You're taking care of your guy, right? You're taking care of your opponent. But when you are live there and you, you are literally feet away and you just saw that, you're like, you couldn't get any closer than that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, come on. And I heard a lot of wrestlers say, and Jerry says this, you lay it in, yeah, you lay it, it in. Uh, yes. <laughs> People expect you to do that because you don't want to be that wrestler that a fan leaves and says, dude, he was like that far away from even roughly coming close to touching him. And that's the problem I have. I on the screen, cool. I'm fine. But I want to go back and watch the AJ Styles Johnny Knoxville spot just because like I read a report because I was at work, obviously, when the shit was going on. 
I, and it said AJ just potatoed the shit out of fucking Johnny Knoxville. And I'm like, I need to see this. Like, because AJ, AJ's cool. You know, AJ doesn't try to fuck people up. I want to see AJ Styles potato the shit out of Johnny Knoxville to make sure he sells. Well, I think, he's, I think he said something in the Rumble by you get the first shot. And Knoxville yeah. threw threw a stiff forearm. Oh, and if you oh, see it's a receipt. So he yeah, got a receipt. Yeah. So <laughs> AJ was like, he was different. like, whoa. And he kind of did the whole jaw thing like he wasn't hurt. But he was like, oh, okay. So that's the deal. All right. It's my turn now. And he he knocked Johnny on his ass. And um, I'm watching this when we get off of here. Absolutely. Um, so many things we've talked about, but we, the most important thing that we'd like to talk about is you guys, the listeners. We are so grateful that you guys listen to the show each and every week. We got great number of downloads, uh, in the month of January, an awesome month. And that was even with, uh, us not having a show one week, just for the fact that sickness and illness has been running around and whatnot. And we didn't get to do a show. So we apologize for that, but still had amazing download numbers. Please continue help supporting us. We are on Spotify, Stitcher, any podcast uh, format or uh, place that you can download them, keep listening to us. If you know someone who enjoys wrestling or loves arguments or discussions or random conversations about just about anything, um, definitely tell them to listen to the show. We would appreciate that. So for everybody on Twitch, I cannot say thank you enough. For everyone who listens on whatever platform you're listening on, just know that we appreciate you more than you will ever know. Uh, you guys are the ones that keep this thing going. Um, in our closing moments, we're going to go around the horn here. Butster, uh, anything on your mind regarding wrestling? This is your moment to basically say, this is what I want to say. No, I'm, nothing wrestling related on my mind. Just enjoy it for what it is. Yes. Don't take it too serious. Don't get your panties in a bunch over something stupid. It's okay to like different federations and everything else. Just Just enjoy it. Have fun with it. Don't take it so damn serious. It's wrestling. It's not that big of a deal. You'll be okay. By the way, your beard is spot on, and that shirt is fucking amazing. That's right, Bubba. Yes, and by the way, the Bills, they're going to dominate the AFC East for many, many, many years to come. And just when Brady renounces his retirement, the Bills are going to fill that spot, and my Jets and the Miami Dolphins will be playing for the consolation division. Um, so, I might get season tickets again next year. I don't blame you, dude. I think it's going to be exciting, exciting for Buffalo fans. So you have a, a great future ahead of you. And it's good talking to you. And definitely thank you for the uh, the talk about in the woods. So I'm going to have to send no you the video link. I'll, I'll take you hunting with me. I, I would love to. I would love to. I could learn a ton because I don't know anything. I would know enough to shut my mouth, carry the bags, do whatever it takes. And you learn, hey, just like wrestling, right? Shut your mouth, find a quiet place to sit, and you learn. With that being said, I want to throw it over to Anton. Uh, what's on your mind? Wrestling, non-wrestling, life, anything? What would you like to tell the listeners? I still haven't had a cigarette in 63 days. Look at you. So, Which I got bored today. This is the third one of these I've had. Like, I had one in December, one in January, and now one today. Just and it's why does, just why does it look like an Acme dynamite from like the I, cartoon? I mean, essentially, it is, but it's a vape, just a disposable vape. So many hits, like 2000, oh. and throw it the fuck away. And it's just mostly when I'm bored. Like I said, it's the third one I've had one a month, just kind of to fucking have something to do. Like, 
I don't just so you have something out. to put in your mouth? Yeah, I thought that was a toy for a second. I knew it. I knew it. Goddamn right. I don't give a shit. In my mind, I'm going in three, two, one. Life's a mess, but good with the bad. Y'all know me. I ride the waves of chaos. It just is what it is. I make the best out of a bad situation. So, it's life. So, another day, another dollar, another beat to make. So, it's good to see you fuckers again. Missed you. I will tell you this right now. It's good to see your face. You look great. You really, really do. And life gets crazy, but you know what? We'll always have each other to uh, to jerk each other's chain. Right, Liam? We will never jerk my chain. Come on. Liam, tell everybody what's on your mind as far as wrestling. You have a rant inside you that you would like to share with people before we leave? Please. Please. I need uh, to hear you. Pick something. GCW is the shit, so that's all I know. Oh, come on. It's fucking terrible. Come on. No red zone. We we don't get red zone this week. I haven't seen you in like three weeks, uh, and you don't get a fucking red zone. Oh, you should have heard me last week with GCW. If you want to go back and listen to that, you'll hear my okay, whole report on it. That was uh, informative, I think. But okay, uh, he wasn't happy. I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm just uh, just yeah. GCW is the shit. So I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. That's fair. You fucking are fair. Yeah. I, I, shut the fuck up with that fucking <laughs> ASMR fucking bullshit, you motherfucker. Oh, so let me tell you something. One thing about ASMR. There's a really good cool oh, channel. Yeah. No, 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 no. This guy makes no. money doing ASMR on YouTube. And here's what he does. Regular nice guy. I don't know if he's retired or whatnot, but he just eats. So he'll like have a plate of a specific food. Like you let's say, for that. example, he'll have a gyro and a bag of chips and a Coke. And he'll have a microphone, and he literally will just eat. And people just love the sound of listening to someone eat. And he has Ugh. hundreds of thousands of views. And so, Chris Russo, I just wanted to tell you, you might want to please check it out. It's really, really good. ASMR is the real the deal, man. ASMR. Hey, Liam, I think I know how you can enjoy this. I think if it was a chick being flogged with a riding crop or a paddle and spanked, I think you could enjoy this. <laughs> wow. Maybe. Hey, no, like, fuck, fuck you. I would enjoy it. Like, yo. <laughs> with a pickle. Uh, yeah, that could be something, I guess. But it, to hear, like, you know, this is this is where society's at now. People are making money doing this fucking shit. Like, fuck everybody. Seriously. <laughs> yes. You can make no, money dude. doing that too. Stop. It's called OnlyFans. <laughs> it's true. And born up. Would you would oh, you make no. an OnlyFans? Oh, and and, and uh just me? Yeah, you should make an OnlyFans no. guy. You should, no 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 no. It doesn't have to be dirty. <laughs> you could just literally just rant on OnlyFans and you could just like scream and, and Oh, I could do that maybe. Your fans, only your fans get to hear you rant. However, my lady friend just uh, just brought up something about flogging. I just saw she uh, said something about it. So, is your hold on? Is your lady friend in the chat? I don't know. She, I've got the little <laughs> chat bubble up here for uh, Messenger, and she's uh, who's yeah. little woman <laughs> she just twenty two. Oh, little woman twenty two. What is up, little woman twenty two? That's Anton's friend. Okay. Oh, that's Anton. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, is your yeah. really ECW fan? I mean, she's not even into wrestling. I don't think I haven't even really talked to her about it. I just I just started talking to her like last week, basically. 
So when do you, and, okay, uh, let me ask you this. When do you actually tell if you're, if you're single and you're dating, right? So this only goes for the, the people in the lower two boxes. Um, when yes. do you bring up wrestling? When do you bring that up? I mean, because that's a very, I'm upfront about the I, fact I'm a wrestling nerd. You either like that shit or you don't like, I'm, no, I agree. But, but there's some people who may be like, whoa, that's a little like, you know, what are you into? Like star Wars? Mm, no, I, I don't, that's if, about if they don't like it, they don't it. like it. I don't give a fuck. Like, right. then they can fuck off, but she doesn't then seem like the type. Fuck. She's probably a really sweet girl. So what happens if she oh, says, Oh, she's sweet. All right. I, oh man, you're terrible. What? You're, she I, is. Yeah, but she's it's here. the way you said it. That's the way you said it. She's at your house now? No, I wish, oh. but no. Wow. You, no. This I, is. I do. Liam after dark. Yeah. <laughs> She'd be fine with it. Trust me. It's okay. It's fine. So do we do we do we have a name for this uh, young lady? Uh, Deb. Deborah. Deb's a nice Not name. Deborah. Okay. Just Deb. Oh God! What is this <laughs> shit? Oh my God! Go ahead. Call from prison. Here we go. Hey, you're Steve from accounting. Do you think you'll bring her on the show at any point? I'd like to see what you look like. I think that's a great concept. Thank you so much, Steve. What's I your love thoughts? That <laughs> Thanks, uh, what do you what's your thoughts would you bring deb on i'd bring her on if if i was out with her and stuff i guess i like see that's the thing i'm gonna i i might have to go out one night when uh, i'm supposed to be on here like i don't know if you guys could handle that but but the 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 key part to that is i wouldn't be i would i would yeah i would yeah. live stream i would live stream you would like I'd just say, you'd send name. me the link. I'd say, hey, do you want to talk to her? Okay, here she is. And then she could say a couple of words to you. And then, you know, we could go off and do whatever. Does she know you're an internet personality? Does she understand that? Uh, I said to her that I, I said something about how Tuesdays usually don't work for, you know, going out on a date or anything because I'm doing a podcast. But, and I'm on Twitch, and then she's like, oh, that's cool. And then I sent her the link, and she's been watching this the whole time. Oh, so, so she's watching us live right now, huh? Yeah, so say yeah. something to her. I don't know. When, yeah, when what is going on, become Internet personalities. Well, that's what I would call it. I mean, what are we? Yeah. I mean, we're not. I mean, no, he's not, right. He is right. We're Internet. Per, we're, we're, I don't know. Brian hmm. Alvarez uh, has his Twitch homies. We're just Internet personalities. We're just hanging out she, here on a Tuesday night. Just she. She just said, I, I can't chat, not sure how. She said she's not very uh, tech-savvy with uh, this stuff. So I said, just just sign up for Twitch, and then you can chat. And she's like, I don't know how to do it. And I was like, all right, that's fine. If, yeah. she, can name, if she can name at least five wrestlers, she's good. She probably could. I, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't go up to them and say, like, Hey, I'm a big wrestling fan. Want to talk about wrestling? And then not get yeah. anywhere with a woman because that's that, fucking stupid. That is pretty dumb. That's yeah. you don't start off with that. But my, my question I like Hulk Hogan. Will you sleep with me? No. Yeah, stupid. that's you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna get any Peter action if you tell somebody. This is the yeah. modern day version of the whack pack. I want to point that out. Oh, I have no doubt. What's the whack pack? It was Howard, Howard Stern's, Stern's group. group. Fucking degenerates. Oh, you, you I thought it was like a circle jerk type thing or something you're talking about. You had high pitch Eric. You also had Beetlejuice. You had Hank the crack, Angry Drunken uh, Dwarf. Crackhead. Uh, there was a crackhead. There was a crackhead. Oh, there was a crackhead. There was There's a crackhead. A crackhead. Uh, uh, stuttering. Also, stuttering John. Stuttering I know him. John. Yeah. Bruce Pritchard has a great rant about this, and so does Jim Cornette. Bubba actually, Bubba Jim Cornette has a 
fucking great tangent about these guys. It's fucking awesome. What's it so, called? The, 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 the Wack Pack. It's on Howard, yeah, Howard, Howard Stern. Howard Stern used to have his show on E. It was Crackhead Bob. Oh, my God. Crackhead Bob. So fucking hilarious. When you had Beetlejuice and uh, Hank the Angry Drunken Dwarf going at each Beetlejuice. other. Yeah, there you go. Look at this clusterfuck. You have to watch it. High pitch one Eric. Guy retired. They actually had one guy who retired and didn't die or anything of that nature. He was like, I want to be the one dude who can say, fuck this, I retired. And I'm like, okay. Who remembers Casey, the, the intern who became a producer? I think he died. Are you that surprised? Dude, oh, no, Artie not Lang, at all. The, Artie Lang was a long-running fucking part of that goddamn show. And the fact that that motherfucker's not dead is mind-boggling. The fact that he didn't Chris Farley himself is fucking impressive to me. Okay, oh. well, let's carry on. <laughs> on to the next topic for something good He, he, he looked like he did Pillsbury uh, flour on his face. I mean, his nose was so distorted. I mean, to say he, he had a deviated septum. A yeah. Oh, he's huge. It's impressive. Casey went to prison for something, didn't he? I thought he was dead. I literally thought he was dead. I love that. Our, I love that the people in the group chat are like, "Hey, we have opinions on this." I was gonna say, "Yeah, we know about the whack pack as well." Absolutely, we had an angry midget at one point in time that listened. Yeah, to the we show. did. Rachel now he's gone. Lunatic. So, Rachel, if, if, what happened to it? Uh, what was his name? Oh, Rage my. the lunatic. Rage, Rage the lunatic. The lunatic. And, and, I didn't realize he was a, a midget or a little person, and then I don't know if I'm blocked now or something. Oh, let me tell you about who I'm blocked by. Listen oh, to this. Boy. Here's a wrestler I'm blocked by. I'm blocked by Chris Hero. I have no concept <laughs> of why I'm blocked by Chris Hero. What? I don't know why, why are you blocked by Chris Hero? Hero. I have not. Cassius Ono, Chris. I have never interacted with him once. I've gotten blocked by, like, two people, I think. I, Merle Ronello, I got blocked by. Why? Uh, because I said he was his commentary was overbearing, and he just blocked me out of nowhere. And because uh, he was he was a little crazy when he would talk like this all the time. It's like shut the fuck up, you know. So um, <laughs> I got annoyed that? by that. And then um, I can see getting blocked. Uh, okay. Yeah. And then uh, the other, I actually got blocked last week by that um, by that guy, that uh, podcaster, uh, Solomonster. I got blocked by him because all he does is like do the doom and gloom shit. So I called him out on it, and then I got blocked. So I was like, eh, whatever, that's fine. Nobody's blocked me yet. I guess I'm not trying hard enough. You really got to try to get blocked. You really do. Yeah. I'll work on that this week. Yes. Share your block stories with us too. Who did you get blocked by when it comes to wrestling? Was it a was it a realistic thing? Like Cornette blocked me, but I'm totally cool with that. Um, that's actually you, used to, you said you talked with him on the phone before. How was oh, he I knew him you? when I was in high school. Absolutely. Oh, okay. We knew each other. So you through... turned into an asshole and then he blocked you, right? Is that what you're saying? Who yes. turned into an asshole? Yes. He did? You. Yes. you. I've never been an asshole. I can't even, okay. I'm not even a direct relation to an asshole. Uh, I right. on the right, I stood on the right hand side. That's all I'm going to tell you. Um, but what I will say is this, <laughs> what I will say is this. Uh, Where did Joey Janela come from, Travis? Yeah, Travis said Joey Janela blocked him. So what oh, did yeah, you say to Joey right. Janela? That's right. I forgot about that. Janela's <laughs> a douche. First of all, for, hold, hold it real quick. First of all, um, how does ECW fan remember the phone number? I think he has it saved. Does he have it in his phone? I, I, would, I, I think so. <laughs> what, what is the phone number, Anton? Give it to us again. I don't oh, even know what it is. 
I want to say it's 937 something or other. Yeah, hold on. It's saved in my phone. <laughs> okay. I'm going to put it up here because I want Travis Bohab to call in. Seriously, Travis. I want to hear this Joey Janela, how he blocked you. Which I, I have, have it in my contact. I can just call Travis if you want me to because he's called the hotline. I have his phone number. I can Fuck, just call, call Travis. Travis right now. Call him right now. It's a 937-504-2071, though. That's the okay. pod hotline okay. number. And But Bohab, Bohab, Bohab. Where the fuck's Bohab, Bohab? Call the Canadian. Call the Canadian. Oh, is he in Canada, too? Oh, apparently he has to call me. Travis, call the fucking hotline. Yeah, Tra- Travis, call the hotline. Call He's in like Edmonton, I think. I had no idea he was Canadian as well. Very cool. We're yep. big in Canada. We are a yeah, big. Yeah, he's in Alberta. He's in Alberta. Fucking deal. He's in Edmonton, Alberta. Yep. I know. We just said that. Can we focus, go? Focus, focus. It's time to focus. Can we... <laughs> Stop it. Good to have Green you back. Down. Green zone. You are Green horrible. horrible. Do you realize that? You love Ooh. me. You fucking love me. I do. Who's I horrible? Really do. All of us. All, everyone here. Me especially. You will forever yeah. be loved. ECW yeah, apparently has it in his context. <laughs> Why am I not surprised by that? Hold on. I want to go over here really quickly. I can't pull this up here on the screen. Oh, but, boy. Uh, where is this? Oh, okay. Here we go. I can tell you the different countries that download us really quickly. Okay? Because we use lesbian. Or, I'm sorry, Lisbon. Um, Portugal? So, United States is big. Canada is big. But you know what? Who's actually really, really big? The United Kingdom. All of our friends oh, yeah. in the United Kingdom. A shit ton of downloads. You you have access to this, Liam. Um, I don't. I thought you did. Australia is a big one. Really? Uh, fucking Taipei. What the fuck? Okay. Taipei Deathmatch. There you go. I was about they, to say. maybe yeah. they speak English in Taipei? Probably not. I don't know. I, I think they. Know. I think they speak Pei. Uh, India has 291, so we're really big there. Um, and there's a lot of them. Poland listens to us. Finland listens to us. I mean, so we got a lot. We got a lot of people who listen to us. So if you're listening to us, definitely uh, hit us up and let us know that you're listening to us. Mexico. Mexico listens to us. Listen to us gringos. Can you believe that? When Crazy. they're not busy trying to get in here, they're listening to us on the uh, on the air. We're getting canceled. We're getting fucking canceled. All I'm dude. saying, hey, man. Hey. Calm down there, Trump. We are getting canceled. What? Are, oh, have you seen? Have, have any of you guys been to Texas, but by, by honestly? No. I've been no. to Texas. Love the state of Texas. Uh-oh. I support the, all the people, yep. the, the security who work there. Don't like the fact that yep. people are trying to You're act like a fool. Oh, I thought you called uh, the hotline. You apparently just called me. <laughs> yeah, I, I missed the hotline number. Yeah, I, I forget oh. you actually have my phone number. Hi, Travis. Tell him he's on the air. He's live with us. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you are on the air. We want to hear your Joey Janela story. How the fuck did you get blocked by Joey Janela? Well, apparently he's kind of a... Uh, weak skinned. I think he blocks a lot of people, or he was it at that point. But I don't think I actually tweeted at him directly. I'm pretty sure all I did was tweet something that had jelly Nutella in it, <laughs> which leads me to believe he was searching the term jelly Nutella on Twitter and blocking people for tweeting that. <laughs> so, That's hilarious. That's fucking hilarious if we're being honest. That's pretty weak. <laughs> Well, yeah, he's 
He's something else, isn't he? Yeah, Butt said that's pretty weak. So, like, I think you have an entire panel agreement of, yeah, that's bullshit. Jelly Nutella. That is fantastic. I'm not blocked by him, but I'm going to use that now. That's right. I'm about to get myself blocked right now. (laughs) All right, guys, listen up. Like, I'm getting blocked. All the front row material listeners, let's do this. Let's all see who can get blocked by Jelly Nutella. And let's just keep. And Kenny Omega. Attention, Harpo Fingerfuck. Here's why I don't like you. Harpo Fingerfuck. Harpo Fingerfuck, I forgot about that yet. Yeah, and then he's got Twinkle, Twinkle Bang, Twinkle, what is it? Twinkle, twinkle Toes McFingerbang. Yeah, yeah Twinkle Toes McFingerbang, yeah. He's a Canadian. You shouldn't talk about him like that. I don't give a fuck. He's from Winnipeg. You know yeah, what they say about Winnipeg? I have no idea. You know what they say about Winnipeg? What do they say you about You go Winnipeg? there, they'll stab you. That's what they No, say. they say Winnipeg, lose a peg. Is it that violent? Is it like yeah? It's to... supposed to be. It's like the homicide capital of Canada. Yeah. Okay, so is, is that comparable to going to Compton? It's like going to Detroit. <sighs> yeah, kind of Detroit. Uh, I am yeah. Dwayne five one four. What's up, buddy? Thanks for joining the uh, the stream tonight. Twinkle toes, McFinger bang. Oh my God, you're terrible. Are you? Is anybody blocked by Kenny yet? Are you blocked? Leo? I'm not yet. I don't think. Would you we can make this happen? <laughs> I'm just saying, let's do this. For next week, I want everyone who can listen to this, uh, who's listening live, or if you listen to this uh, on the on the replay, which comes out Friday, uh, see if you can get blocked by a wrestler. I mean, don't say anything, like, horrible, but just do a parody of something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I see think I'm good. if you can get blocked. I don't try to go out of my way to, like, piss people off. Whoa, I hello just, from like... the Philippines. I am Dwayne514, the Philippines. This is great. Oh, Dwayne, Poggy Poggy Mo. Huh? That sounds dirty. He was here before. I have no he's idea. I, I know. No, but he's been here before. He has been in here before, but I don't know. What I Poggy, just spoke Poggy, Filipino to him. That's all. What did you say? What did you say? Poggy yeah, Poggy Mo? Poggy Poggy Mo. Yeah, I don't have a clue what that means. Good. By the way, Dwayne, uh, hopefully you're enjoying the show and you're having a good day uh, in the Philippines. Um, Shout out to Manila. Shout out to who? Manila. Manila. It's the capital of the Philippines. I have no idea. I know. You don't know the Great Lakes either, so there you go. You know what? You can officially eat my ass. (laughs) I missed one fucking fucking lake. Whatever you do in the bedroom is up to you. That's inept son of a bitch in the world. One. I, I don't want to eat your ass. I don't think anybody would eat your ass, to be honest with you. But uh, that's, hey, that's fine. You, know. you need yeah, a shovel. It is fine. There's plenty for you to have. Just grab a spoon. I I um, don't want to. I don't think you're understanding. I don't want to eat your ass. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk. Uh, okay, hold are on. Are we this not wrapping up at some point? Is this? Yeah, we are. Debbie Diablo. No. Is it Diablo? Debbie, Debbie, there's Debbie. Liam's friend. Yeah, it's Liam's friend. Yeah, hey guys, on the show. You know what we should do? I should do my best, Chuck Woolery. Hey Debbie, if you'd like to come on the show, we don't mind providing you with a gift card to a restaurant. Tell us how the date went, and if it went well, and you want to go on a second date, we'd be more. Than and we'll be back in two and two, <laughs> two and two, yeah. two minutes, and two seconds. That's All right. right, I will wrap it up at this point. I will wrap it up. Like a one night okay. for the butt for Liam Savage for the returning Anton Heidnick. Nope. We are glad, glad you are back, my friend. It's good to have the triple threat around me. Um, 
wrap it up so I can get Liam's get attention. Liam's attention. Whoa. Hello. Hey now. Hey now. I told you All I wasn't right. lying. For Anson, like I said, the Bud and Liam, myself, Mike Freeland, for also for the Ritster, who is not obviously joining us this week, where our thoughts are with you. We hope you feel better. Hope life is okay. And for everyone else, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Uh, I'm going to be getting caught up in a major snowstorm here in Cincinnati, literally in like 24 hours. So nice. uh, I'm, I'm a little nervous because uh, we are not really equipped to handle major stuff. So we're supposed to get an, an inch of ice and six inches of snow, and it's supposed to be very cold. So we'll see what happens. Still more than your penis size. That's pretty good. God damn it, Liam. <laughs> I, I had to. I had to. I'm sorry. Gina, Hate me all you want. My penis size. You're terrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the rule of NL 